<laughs> I like this a lot. Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. And I'm Mike cleaning his pipe eating. <laughs> and we got Rocky motherfucking Dale Davis in the Holy house. Shit. Good to have you, brother. Okay. Check, check. All right, we're good. We're living, dude. <laughs> Listen, I just gotta say something. So I don't know <laughs> if you guys know this. You, you know this. Like, I've pretty much given up alcohol for like six months for the most part. I like I, and I've been productive, I've been training, I've been doing comedy, I've been, you know, making things happen, building businesses, and I've been miserable. <laughs> and uh, the last couple of days, I got ringworm, so I've been able to train, so I was just like, let's get back off that wagon, baby. I started drinking again, never felt better. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I haven't been doing shit. I've just been sitting around and then going out and drinking, and it has been so much more fulfilling. I've been encouraging this. Productive yeah. and following my dreams. For several podcasts, I've been telling him, you got to train less and drink more. Yeah. Because he's he's miserable and exhausted. I told him. I have told him. That. I told him to stop. I told yeah. him to quit it. I said, what if you get fucking clipped by some Dominican dude that hates whites? You know? Yeah. Like, what if that dude just fucking lands one on your chin, yeah. and then all of a sudden you can't talk the same way, you know? Right. Yeah, you really hammered that point in. Yeah. I bring it up to him a I lot. told you that. I don't know if you remember that. Dude, I was... You yeah. were hammered, and you were repeating to me. For, <laughs> you were yelling at me for an hour straight, like, hey, stop fucking sparring. You need this brain, man. What are you doing? When I get drunk, when I get drunk... I, I, first, I'm helpful, okay? Yeah. But when I get drunk, I get really fucking passionate. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, and I get the most, because I remember I was, because there was a guy with him that did not like me, I don't think. I uh -huh. forget the guy, the guy with the motorcycle helmet that kept being like, why can't you do both? I'm like, because what if he gets fucking hit there? And then all of a sudden, he's on the podcast like, do, 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 do. Like, I yeah. was like, I was trying to fucking drill it in. And I so, send him the, the videos all the time when I see the fighters oh, just get murked. Yeah. And then they're retarded. I'm yeah. like, hey, Eli, stop fighting. Dude, I met James remember what Rocky Tony. said? James Tony, the boxer, he's uh -huh. a phenomenal boxer. Uh -huh. Was also famous for not getting like hit, you know. Yeah. Like he was famous for how he could, you know, dodge. And when I met him, he had he's still to this day he's punch drunk, and it's fucking sad. Yeah. And I, as I saw when I saw Eli, I'd never met him before, and he was talking about he, he does comedy and everything. I was like, well, dude, what are you doing? Why are you sparring? You know, especially yeah. sparring. Sparring to me, if you're gonna fight maybe but like sparring if you're sparring hard like it's like dude why are you going to take a risk of some gym hero clocking you the wrong way you know yeah yeah well i mean my gym we all have trust and I, uh, we're all friends and stuff and I, we never go crazy on each other until you but, do but uh <laughs> until someone takes one someone's like i want the golden cricket company yeah <laughs> well uh if you take me out i'm not gonna be able to build it and help you get to the ufc so uh, <laughs> they're all you're holding them down yeah <laughs> I got leverage. No, I just I don't know. I I think it's so. But dangerous. yeah, you were you were being helpful. You're being like nice and then yelling at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're well, like, that's... listen, man, I support you coming. Listen, we can come over. You can you can roll with me. I'll show you some shit. I'll fucking beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but we that was the best part. Is you had to like every like two or three sentences be like, I'd still beat your ass. But like, come on, man, just yeah, stop yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. Stick to comedy. That's that's yeah. I'll help you up. But I'll fuck hey, dog, fuck you up, dude. <laughs> now that I feel like that's how I. But I like that though because that's what I feel like I get like 
liked around around big dudes, man. Like I, lo- I love being around dudes my size, like big guys. Especially like, like I told you the other night, the fucking dude at the bar that was like, you know, probably three fifty, four hundred. And I told him to stand up, and I was running. I was trying to blitz him, like I was trying to get past him. He was shoving me, and I was like, I fucking love that. So I feel like I feel like if I yell like that to like a small dude, right, mm-hmm. or like someone that's like not like I guess I don't want to say masculine because I hate that word, but like if I'm yelling at Tony Casillas like that, he's gonna cry. He's gonna cry. <laughs> he's gonna cut his fucking wrist. He's a sweet boy. I yeah, hurt myself to do, you know. But if I'm yelling at you like that, and you know, like that's like that's we're just two dudes being fucking dudes, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Bucking Broncos. Yes, that's that's what you can be like that with fucking like dudes. You can just I love dude. I, my favorite thing to do. I love to get drunk. I love to get drunk and just fucking rub a big guy. Like I just want to touch a big guy, dude. You know, like I like I, when I get drunk. I've never I never touched a girl in my life. I don't give a fuck about a girl. Like, what are you doing tonight, dude? I swear. <laughs> like if you're if you're like a dude and you are. Probably four hundred pounds, and you and you kind of stack a little bit. You know, you got the the, the tricep muscle, which shows you're working on it. Like when I get office. drunk, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna tell me fucking rub your shoulder. Can I touch it? <laughs> I, I headbutt when I'm drunk. I fucking love to headbutt people. That's my favorite thing. I get, I, I just fucking start headbutting people's arms and shit. I, that's my shit, dude. You know, and my whole career, they told me you're never gonna make it. You're because ne- you like that. We were laughing Skull Festival. Dusty Slay, you know, you guys know Dusty Slay. You ever heard? He's a great comic. Okay, so we're at JFL, and he goes, Rocky. He's like, he's like, um, I was talking to him about something. He goes, Well, he's like, Well, I feel like you're gonna be fine because you do everything the wrong way, and it always seems to work out. <laughs> and I was like, What does that mean? He goes, Rocky. He goes, You're at JFL right now. He goes, I have a picture of you eight months ago where you're shirtless holding up the Booker of the Tonight Show. <laughs> he goes, He goes, You're just drunk carrying him, and he doesn't want to be carried by the way you're doing it on your own <laughs> and i go yeah that's fucking what i do baby okay yeah. that gives so, me a lot of faith yeah, yeah. you could do shit wrong you, first off you have to just be you could do shit wrong in this business if you are good at what you do and then if you're just yourself this isn't a fucking act that's like what like i i like to get drunk and just be obnoxious you know <laughs> i love to just i'm i'm drunk i'm like dude i want to fucking dude let's i want to headbutt someone i, I don't want to fight anybody mm-hmm. i don't want i want to fight that's too dangerous i just want to fucking i want to wrestle a big guy you know <laughs> I want to. When I get drunk, I buy people's Waffle House all the time. I'll just walk oh, to a Waffle House. I pay for everyone there. It's like twenty seven dollars. It's amazing. Yeah. Are, are the Waffle Houses by you still working? No. So they're all broken, huh? Yeah. That. Well, that's a. We have an issue. I've, I've contacted corporate. Okay. And thank you. we have an issue with mm-hmm. the Waffle Houses where I learned that it's supposed to be inside seating and uh, it's supposed to be open. I went to one the other day and they were having a uh, a Mexican street race at the Waffle House. Okay. I pull up. Okay. All the lights are out, and I just pull up and pull in the parking lot. I didn't know the lights were out, and then these people are drag racing behind me, and then like, they all have like these like customized trucks, are all Mexican dudes, mm-hmm. and I'm in my car, and I'm just like, "What's going on right now?" And I'm trying to like pull out, but they're drag racing right there, and yeah. then everyone starts to notice that I am not Mexican, you know? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, "Maybe la casa de mi novia." Like I'm just like I'm trying to blend in. Yeah. It was fucking weird, and I'm like, "Why are they closed?" It's because the workers don't want to work. Waffle right? House is they the don't house work. of your girlfriend. What? Yeah. No, me voy a la casa de mi novia. I'm going to my girlfriend's oh. house. Yeah. <laughs> I you wish just, that bitch like Waffle House. She's a fucking ex-vegan, dude. But yeah. <laughs> they they don't want to work. That's the issue with Waffle House workers. It has nothing well, to do. They, I mean, they to can't be fair, find workers. Yeah, that, to be I fair. I don't want to work there either. Exactly. Do you want to go for $8 an hour? No. And then work at 4 a.m. No. to the likes of us? Yeah, exactly. Drunk. <laughs> I need a triple covered smothered chunk and two chocolate chip waffles. Yeah, exactly. You, you sound like Nick from Vulcan just now. That's what Nick sounds like. <laughs>
<laughs> no, that's the thing. I understand their point. I understand mm-hmm. their point a hundred percent. But I'm like, well, what are we gonna do though? Like, you have to. You're, the whole thing with Waffle House is they're open. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 weather control uses Waffle House to determine how bad the weather is coming in. Because if Waffle House closes, that means they need to evacuate the entire state. Like, it's a true <laughs> thing. They use it in Florida like that. So. <laughs> It's that's why Florida's I, fucking retarded. Florida's the, they, they, they go, they go, fuck, fuck the C, fuck the CDC, fuck the weather report. They go, if that guy, if Edna closes Waffle House, we're fucking out of here, though. Okay, that's if probably Edna how closes. they should do their virus control as yeah. well. Yeah, if Waffle Edna, House you're closes, people wear masks. Yeah, no, all right, fuck masks. <laughs> I had a guy with the Waffle House once. This dude had a mask. He had it over his mustache. It wasn't touching his nose or his mouth. It was like across. The, I was like, this is fucking Great. <laughs> I went to a Waffle House in Arkansas when me and the MMA team were up there for a fight, and we're all in matching fucking track suits, looking like yeah. looking like a dance team at Waffle House. And then uh, the lady comes up, this obese, disgusting monster. Of Love woman. it. Yeah, Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> You're being redundant. She was a Waffle House employee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Manager, it sounds. And like. she's like, oh. Uh, like you, you, what you, what team are you guys on? And then my coach is like, "Oh, we're dancers or something." Yeah, <laughs> we're the Jabberwockies. <laughs> and she's like, "Where are y'all from? Y'all from here?" And she, we're like, "Nah." And she's like, "Where?" And we're like, "Austin." And she goes, "Oh," and like turns away as if it was like the fanciest place. Like we just said, like fucking, we live inside the Malibu Louvre. or something. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny about? Hold on, let me let me say this first. So there is the Waffle House beside the airport here. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, a gorgeous young lady that works there, though, and I, I I'm not sexually attracted to her, mm-hmm. but I can just recognize, and she's the most beautiful Waffle House serve I've ever seen in my life. Now, in reality, if you take her out of that. She's probably a four, yeah. but in that environment, she's I'm like, dude, Megan Fox works at Waffle House. <laughs> it is insane. Awesome. But I will say well, that's that, how all the girls in twelve step programs feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like you put them out at a party, and it's like, ugh. But you put them about it to a bunch of people that have lost their lives to yeah. heroin. It's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> that's what sucks yeah, about. It's, it's a comparison thing. It's like yeah. in this where you were scene, at. Yeah, right. You're up here, and then you take that to over here, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I like the grass we were doing. Eli was like, you go here, and then we go uh, here, and then I'm very like, scientific. Yeah, for, our, for, for our audio listeners, I'm making hand gestures referring to a bar grass. We're like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm here for it, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> No, it, it does. It doesn't make sense though. With like the Waffle House people, you know, it's like it. it in that environment, it is very, very different. They, they just don't calmly look. But when you see one, it blew my mind. And I love. And I love. I'm always. I'm always big on Waffle House because because they are. They, they are open. You know. Yeah. And like occasionally, like dude, like let's just be honest, okay. I'm a good-looking fucking guy, okay? Mm-hmm. So I walked into Waffle House one time, all suited and booted, ready to go out to a show. Yeah, they probably crowned you king. Yeah, I walked <laughs> in. She goes, hey, sweetie. I was like, what's up, girl? You know? You know? And she goes, she goes, you're like a... I just had your kid. <laughs> She's yeah. like, you're like a model. She's like, you're like a like you're like you're a, a, like a lumberjack model. And I was like, you bet your ass I am, Shaniqua. <laughs> you know? You know, thank you. You know? It's like, that's my shit, dude. I love Waffle House. That's where you're going to get your fucking compliments <laughs> right like there. like a sexy paper towel yeah. model. Like a lumberjack. <laughs> What's funny is when I get hit on and people think I'm older. People go, people. I've had someone tell me that like they think I do. They go, "You look great for like mid thirties." And I was like, <laughs> "How old are you?" I'm, I'm now. I'm twenty eight. 
I'm 28. Yeah. So yeah. So like I get, but I'm like, dude, I'm not. I got called 40 <laughs> multiple times, and they go, "You look great." I'm like, but do I look great for 40, or do I look great in general? Like, what's the like? What like I'm tw- if I'm telling you, I was 23 and I got called. I got called 37 one time. She was dead serious. There's dude. no way anyone watching this would ever guess that I was the oldest of the three. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you know. <laughs> look at like the swollen blonde Teletubby in the middle. You <laughs> look like what everyone thinks the Planned Parenthood babies look like. You know, like you're the one. You're the one they're cutting pieces off. Baby. Like that's the fucking guy right there, dude. I don't know what it is. The I don't get you. Don't get your age. You never get twenty eight, huh? No, everyone always thinks I'm way older. Yeah, I used to have a joke that I was like, I look great for forty five, but I'm actually twenty eight. And then I found out like everyone else had done that premise, so I stopped doing that. Yeah, exactly. That I, I used to have. What was mine? Mine was. Uh, Mine was, um, uh, a lot of people think I look older. I get a couple years older, which is fine, but then I get 30, and they're like basically saying, what was meth like? That was my joke I had a long time (laughs) ago. Yeah, I say I lost the war on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) My buddy has a great one. He goes, 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 I look young and old. I look like a baby going through a divorce. Yeah, I don't remember the original point I was making about Waffle House, but I do fucking love them. Okay, yeah. I'm just surprised Mike hasn't said his favorite thing to order there yet. I already did. You didn't hear me do the impression earlier where I ordered my thing, the triple know. smothered covered chunked and two chocolate chip waffles. Uh, I said that. So how about this though? <laughs> We're all there. Never how about, mind. How about this? Peanut butter chocolate waffle. That's my favorite. Oh yeah. Oh wow. They think you put me onto that. So I like I I do uh, um, uh, three eggs over medium. Um, hash browns, diced Captain Pepper, large bacon, large sausage. How you call that mm-hmm. is uh, mark over medium plate, add an egg, um, pull one and a half bacon, pull one and a half sausage, scattered diced cap pepper. And that's how you call I can, I can go. I've been in a Wild House. I've Jesus called my order. Christ. So they're getting paid eight bucks an hour to remember all yeah. that shit. Yeah. They're like doing military yeah. fucking code. So it's called mark over medium plate. Right, that's the, that's over medium. So Mark scramble the same way. Pull bacon is if you eat an extra, it's one and a half bacon. And then if you do the hash browns, it's a scattered dice cat pepper. So that's how you mark the the hash browns as well. What does Mark mean? Like Mark, like like this is like Mark is like start the order basically. That's like Mark. Hey, Mark. Mark. You know, like <laughs> that's Mark. What, that's where it came yeah. from. Everyone the first guy Waffle that was a cook is at Waffle Mark. House. But that's, yeah. in like, it's in like, like, that's, how, that's how you end, like, start a plate, and that, that ends the plate. So when you say Mark and like Mark. Is that, like, part of the service industry? Think about, yeah. like, when you're calling over a radio and you say over. Yeah, over, yeah. But now exactly. it's Mark for, Mark, for food. over meat, like, like Mark this you're, is. You know about this? No. But I figured, <laughs> he, he just explained he just it. Well, your wife's a server. Yeah, but they don't say that in nice places. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, watch your fucking mouth, okay? Okay. You upscale don't ever restaurants speak about a don't... Waffle House like that again. Okay? I love them. Not why I'm on this. Are you an IHOP pussy, you little oh, bitch? Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, by the way. That, I'm a Denny's guy. Uh, that's what I was talking about earlier. Is like, <laughs> this is about the drinking thing with the AA. Is... I'm like I'm very aggressive when I drink. Yeah. All out of love. All, yeah. all, it's all out of love. But it's very, very aggressive. And I've had times where I've been like, "Do you want a shot?" And they go, "Nah, I'm good." Go, oh, you fucking bitch ass pussy! Don't want a fucking shot. And they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, I was, I was, I'm an AA man." Like yeah. I've had that happen so many times. <laughs> that was going back to like I, I do need to stop doing that when I drink. But like, yeah, that's eh. why I stopped drinking because I get like that too. But I, I love when people are like that to me. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Then we're fucking arm. We arm wrestled and shit. Yeah. I tried to arm wrestle Joe Rogan security that's like fun shit you know that like that's the good stuff is like when you that's fun when you get drunk and you're sitting there like i think the beatles third album was the best it's like oh die dude you're the reason trump won you know like it's (laughs) you fucking suck be like just be fucking wild be ridiculous you know (laughs) mike hates the beatles yeah man they suck dude i don't know like i don't even i'll be honest with you this is something i've encountered if I didn't live through something, I don't think it mattered, right? 
You know what I'm cool. saying? Like, I got out of Pokemon. I think Pokemon's dead. Pokemon's doing pretty good. Yeah. They're still making That's why history keeps repeating itself. Dude, Pokemon Unite? Damn. Fucking amazing. That's a good point. Because we don't remember what was before us. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. No way. Did you just, did you just teach Rocky the Wait, should I care? The, the history? I just <laughs> learned about Sharon Ball last week. Now, what's the... Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon Ball's a gay threesome. They're Sharon Ball. But like, <laughs> now, Chernobyl is. No, that's what I say. I was saying we should balls. drop a we should drop a bomb on Sharon Ball. That's what I was, that's what I was saying. My grandfather, rest in peace. I think that's buddy. how it started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I learned about uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Tr- is there? A, is it C or T? Ch. Chernobyl. I don't, I don't, that's what I feel like. I feel like a bunch Chernobyl. of words aren't right. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Like I feel like the English language need to do another little little You're recap. So hey, what do you call you can't those? Even speak Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you call the little wax things that are colorful that you color with? The wax you color. A, they come in a box. Crayon. Crayon. You call them crayons? Yeah, crayon. All right, cool. What do you what? call them? You uh, crayons. I call what? them crowns. I'm mentally retarded, oh, and I look wait. at that word and I go, "Those are crowns." <laughs> I yeah. draw with crowns. But you just said crayon. Because you guys said it, but like in my brain, that word is saved as crown. That's a crown. <laughs> that file. Why? Yeah. This file is Because that's how I was raised. That's what they were called when I was little. You just you called them incorrect. That is not. Where are you from? Yeah, but people say, how do you pronounce P O E M? P O E M. Poem. Yeah, poem. Some people say poem. Some people say poem. Yeah, retarded people. And some people say, say poem. poem. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people from where you're from say, that's a poem. I've never so, heard that. Right? Where are you from? I'm from like North Texas. Wow. So, so like You're from North Texas? I know, and I have no accent. I would have guessed, like, Minnesota. Like, I would have <laughs> fucking, for sure, North Texas? I'm a fifth-generation Texan. That is un... Your family hates you. Like, that is... <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine being raised here fifth, five They're generations ago? They're so disappointed ago. in him for not being... For not growing <laughs> I, up to be a slave owner. How, <laughs> how are you also, like, so white, though? It is what brutal. What so white? No, but, like, you, like... You, do you pick oh, up I, a rich tan? rich families. We've been indoors the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I get a good tan. I'm out working. Yeah. Yeah, and Mike's yeah. grandpa's like, shut up, you fucking honky. You yeah, know? Correct. <laughs> Shoving me out the door. Wow. that Dude, I did not guess that at all. My great-great-grandfather made the blue bonnet the state flower of Texas. What? Yeah, he was lieutenant governor. His picture's in the like basement of the Capitol. Holy fuck. Yeah, William Brown Miller. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, that no, no, I mind. get it. No, it does. This doesn't because my, my grandfather is from Texas. My opening line in Cal, I can't say it here, but my opening joke always in California is I, people don't ever guess I'm from Texas because I don't sound retarded. Yeah, you know? and it always gets a laugh there. Everybody, wow, because I don't. Yeah. That's insane. Well, I mean, I was gonna mock where you're from, but now yeah. I'm like, I like Texas. You know South Lake. What? It's like South Lake Carroll, like the Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I went. That was that was my high school. I played football there and everything. Wow. I dipped Copenhagen until. Where I was did you play college football old. at? Hampton Sydney. I played for one year. I broke my scaphoid bone and then became a severe alcoholic and dropped out. But holy shit! Yeah, it was a good time. It was I'm an all shocked. guy school in the middle of nowhere. In you Virginia. do a lot of dipping too, huh? Or no. used to? No, I never dipped. I just have bad teeth naturally. <laughs> <laughs> this is just God. <laughs> well, that's you should, just funny. You so, should tell people you dip. So yeah. the, these are these are all new, and I'm going back and getting these done soon. These just need to be clean more than anything. But I'm gonna get these fixed, uh, realigned, and I think I'm gonna get. Uh, I gotta go back. So I gotta go back. Originally, it, it, was, it was really bad. My, if you look at my old videos of my teeth, it is shocking how bad they were. Mm-hmm. So well, that's the, why people were saying meth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nine crowns up top, crown right here, four implants in the back, a sinus lift, multiple bone grafts, 
And then um, it'll be four implants in total. I got to go back and get these two put in and these two drilled in. That's awesome. And so, but it's $11,000 in Mexico. That's why I'm going to do Fuck it. Yeah. It was 34 grand in America. Yeah. Damn. They fucking suck, dude. The little white bitch in Tuscaloosa, Amber, whatever your name was. How did we get here? Well, yeah, no wonder there's my no good teeth, teeth bad, in Alabama. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. My, my family, my dad's teeth were done by the time he was 18. My mom's were done by the time she was 24. So it's my fucking family, you stupid bitch. Floss more. Dude, floss is fake and it's fake news, okay? Floss <laughs> is fucking sucks. It does nothing for your teeth. All it does is fuck up your gums, okay? Rocky Dell Davis, 2022. <laughs> My mom's a dental hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you do have perfect teeth, though. That's what fucking sucks. When I, I hate when I see people like you. Because people, the dental hygienists, their kids always have the best teeth. And my, my teeth, my kids will have great teeth now because I'm going to take, like, just like, I'm just going to just take care of the best way I can. Yeah. But, like, I'll fuck. fucking twist them in oh, place dude, myself. I'll fucking kick them. Like, my, my nieces and nephews, they're already having bad teeth because they don't just, they just don't fucking, their mom just doesn't make them brush them. And they brush them on their own. But just, like, to take care of your teeth really, really good, you have to have, like, a, you have to have, like, oversight. Like, it's very, it's a very, I thought you just had, I thought brushing your teeth, I would do one lap around when I was a kid, one lap inside, and then done. 35 seconds out of the game. Now, <laughs> two minutes. Now, My yep. mom would set a timer. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Now I do that. Now I do two minutes and I floss and I fucking do mouthwash and everything. But my teeth, my teeth were so far gone, it kind of was just fucked at that point. My mom used to make me chew these pink tablets that stick to all the plaque. Yep. So your teeth become all pink and you have to brush until it's gone. Yeah. I like that idea, though. That's pretty fucking sick. Yeah, it's like the fake chemical they tell you about that's in pools. It makes it turn purple when you pee in the pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Does that exist? In yeah. Country yeah. clubs have it. Yeah. 100%. But they don't put that at like... Like city pools, they just lie and say it's there. Yeah, because the city pool, you know, yeah, like, you know yeah, what's going you pee, down. Dude. Everyone will know. <laughs> and then the first time you're like letting it out, you're like, will they? Will they? <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's Prince's pool, purple rain. Like it would just be bad. That, yeah, I, I wish I, I, I got, but yeah, the teeth thing is is was the wildest. I, I used to have. I I, the, I look back at those videos and I, I'm like, how the fuck did I get laid? Like my teeth were, it was cracking. Well, that's how you're chipping. so funny. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, you're very attractive, dude. Thank you. That so, is like, what's if you didn't have confusing. Teeth, like you would have been not funny at all you would have just like, exactly gotten laid you'd be like hey i'm charming That's exactly like, yeah that is what when i tell people about me being funny i didn't get i guess like a tall until i was in 12th grade of high school mm, i didn't get good. fit until i was 22 good and so it took all that time of growing i grew i still have love handles now but i grew up with like thick love handles where when you wear a shirt it looks like you're fucking smuggling shit in on the side you know mm -hmm. and so i grew up like that you're and talking then, to a beanbag i get it I, I, yeah exactly but yeah. I, I grew up like that and then i grew out of it and now i'm this you know channing tatum that you see before you right mm -hmm. and so <laughs> it's not that funny eli yeah it's not that funny <laughs> <laughs> of course, when Eli laughs, too perfect smile. By the way, yeah. he's, like, he's laughing. It's like in the back. I'm like, there's no, there's not even a fucking one, one gold sheet back there, you know. But it's like that. That was. The, the, I have a joke now. I'm trying to tell about me in high school, and it's not working because no one can realize that I got picked on in high school mm -hmm. because I look like the guy that was yelling racial slurs and throwing bricks through windows, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for people to realize. No, if different. you were fucking popular in high school. You wouldn't be who you are today. You'd be I was a fucking yes, loser. God you got bullied. All the people that did good in high school ain't doing shit now. They no, they're are, in the, they're and in the they're crowd. tiny, by the way. I've seen most of them now. They are 
tiny people and I see them at the gas station, you know, and they got like three kids. All their kids are fucking ugly and everything. You know, I see them like with their ugly ass wife and they're fat now. Their wife's fat. The kids are fat. The dog's fat. And I walk in and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting a fucking Perrier, bitch. Enjoy your Mountain Dew, whore. You know, like that's what I love because everyone from my high school that was like, I guess, popular or whatever that were assholes, they are, some of them died, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm glad they did. Oh, we got a <laughs> lot of dead ones from my yeah. school. You know, they, they say nothing good lasts forever. But there is one exception, and that is someone you hate dying. Oh, love it. Love it. Here mm -hmm. for it every day. I got a couple people on my, on my wish list still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm waiting on it. I got Isn't it nice? Yeah. That's that's the best part. That's what sucked, though. You got to understand, when COVID happened, when everything fucked up with me, I was like, oh, no. I may have to go back to Brookwood. I may have to crawl back home mm -hmm. and be a loser. And that was That's the city you're from? Brooklyn? Yeah, Brookwood, Alabama. Population okay. 1800, okay? Oh goddamn. So, How many stoplights? Uh so uh, that's a question we get a lot. So there's we have an intersect. Like we have like where it's just it's just one laning. Like does a main interstate come through there? No, 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 no. Okay. It runs on the outskirts of Brookwood. Yes, okay. on the but in the actual town of Brookwood, we have I guess like one one like one there's I guess there's three red lights there, yeah, but yeah. it's only one. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Well, I so, gauge it because I've traveled all over Texas, so I've seen yeah. towns of 500. And I've seen Most like, of those towns know. where it's like those those weird towns you get speed trapped in, that's what Brookwood is. Cool. It's the exact same town. Gotcha. And so I grew up in that, and I was so worried about having to go home and crawl back to those fucking people and not be... Because I had so much success that just never went anywhere. And I was like, fuck, I really don't want to go back and see these idiots, you know, yeah. and hear them talk shit. And then now that I'm fucking super famous, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I roll back. I rented a fucking nice Ford F-150 last time I went home. Yep. Fucking walked in the gas station, bought some Skittles for a little kid. I just gave it to him, threw it at his fucking fat head. Yeah. And I was like, what's up, bitch? Rocky's back in this motherfucker, dude. Because you can't fail to them. Because yeah. they're, they're wanting me to, right? You know? Because mm -hmm. if I fail, I'm just like them. I just took a risk and it failed. But I'm like, no, no, no. I got to fucking see this through, dude. You got to yeah. rub it in. Yeah. Yep. To I'll all. You know. it's, I think we're actually 2,000. I think we have 2,000 people in the town. So we're doing pretty well. We got a Jack's. We have our own Jack's. So okay. it's big deal. First fast food restaurant. And That's it's uh, killing in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm it sure. It is murdering. They're like, we don't have to get out of the car. <laughs> hey, what's going on with your Instagram? Oh, fuck, man. It's. Uh, it's happening with everyone's, but um, they deleted uh, mine. Yeah, there you go, there you go. That's yeah, fucking yeah, they get a whole new one. Awesome, right? That's just great. It's great um, for the podcast. Love it's great for it. his comedy career. It's know? just it's such a good time, right? Yeah. That's my biggest worry. Yeah, I had a bunch of like really good comics I look up to following me, including yeah. you, and now none of them. Yeah, and I'm not gonna refollow you, by the way. I'm yeah. you. You had your one chance, you. and it's yeah. uh, it's fucking done, dude. Sucks, no, nerd. the Give issue the issue of the Instagram stuff is they they've done a lot. They so they fucked me. They fucked me out of about twenty grand a couple months ago because when they first uh, they uh, shadow banned my account. Yeah. For saying white trash, they took down the video. <laughs> I said Wait, white trash. I said white trash. When your family's <laughs> white trash, they took it down. You earned that word. Exactly. So I have a whole bit about it. I have a whole you bit about where I come from. And yeah, like it's. I have a whole bit about being white trash. They took it down, and then I reposted that how they took it down. They took that down, and they mm -hmm. said your account may be deleted. You have to understand with my account. It's my whole livelihood of how I sell tickets. The Rock mm -hmm. follows me on that account. I have a relationship with him just because of that account. Yeah. So this is a big deal. So I freaked the fuck out. Cincinnati, Columbus, Charlotte, Greensville, Raleigh, uh, in one other place, I sold about 100 tickets a show, which I could have sold far. Those are some of my bigger markets. Yeah. So I lost about 20 grand in ticket sales. Okay. And they, and they have no customer support either. None. None. There's no one you can talk to. None. So well, I they're getting the antitrust 
suit against Facebook right now. Yeah, they so fu- they they, they should. But what fucks me though, because I got it resolved because of my agency. My agency, yeah. William Morris, reached out directly to Instagram with someone so they know cool. there, and they got it resolved. However, it doesn't put the twenty fucking grand back in my bank account. That's the big issue. But then also, my my account still has a strike against it as being uh as being like a I guess like aggressive or uh what's that word they use like uh edgy or whatever you know. Harassment? No, it was hate a speech. A, but yeah, like hate speech, right? So it, it took it down and it cleared it, but I still was like listed as like an account that posts more provocative things. Mm-hmm. So they put it in sensitive content control. They put it in about uh, July twentieth. Oh, From shit. then to now, my account has dropped. Uh, accounts reached is usually about one point one million. Mm-hmm. My page grows a thousand every one to two days. Okay. Okay. Since then, I have lost eight hundred followers. From July twentieth to now, I've lost eight hundred followers, Holy shit. and I have uh, my accounts reached is down to two hundred thousand. Holy shit! So but your page stops growing pretty much. You yeah. just stop growing, and it's so July twentieth till today, August twenty first. What's the solution here? There isn't. There, there's nothing. There's always a solution. The solution. You got to go on like late night TV or something. No, late Get night. A new pop. Late night TV wouldn't, wouldn't like, support we need, it. We need somewhere they where wouldn't we support can... that. Me talking against Instagram? No, 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 not talking against Instagram. I just mean you need a different pop into oh, mainstream so, because once your account is back in good standing with the public eye but you, those strikes don't count against but you. no no i don't even so i've talked to people that haven't had any strikes mm-hmm. and they still have the same issue because they post provocative content yeah that's what so that's the big issue because it's because i have a strike against me but then I, I thought that was the main reason but then also now i'm realizing like oh it's just if you post provocative stuff that's dirty or cusses because they're trying to turn this into such a safe space for whatever advertising dollars, and I, and I understood it from that point. If you want to make more advertising dollars, make everything clean. That's what YouTube's kind of doing, honestly. Mm-hmm. So you have to select. No, it's not for kids. Yeah, we're demonetized. Yeah, so that's yeah. Why you can say whatever you YouTube. want. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you deal with that. You know, it Shit, fucking sucks. I the the way I don't know. I don't know how to get around it. Um, the what I'm doing now is I'm I'm I started OnlyFans and okay. I was going to put content up. Then then Red Band the other day made a good point to me. He goes, dude, he's like, so you think dudes are going to sign up for your content, which they will, and then they're going to get push notifications to their phone from OnlyFans with their wife and everybody? What about Patreon? Patreon was the way I want to go. Patreon, I could do it just for free, right? Because I, 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 charging my fans, they just will not pay. I love them to death, but they will not pay for Patreon. They don't, they, they don't, they don't process it. My, my fans are middle of America. Patreon to them seems very weird. They don't understand it. My mom, well, doesn't, my mom doesn't understand uh, it. Oh, by the way, patreon.com slash gigglyboys. Yeah. Patreon.com slash gigglyboys. Support us. Support. So is the disconnect that they're like just not seeing that they get more content and access to you? Is it that what you're offering is not something they want to buy? Like, they, they you're a super smart business guy. There's yeah, got to be a way to monetize this. But why? Okay, so first off, it's a reach thing for one. Okay. It's a reach thing. It's having the, the ability to reach people because of the way Instagram has gone now. It's so hard. I, I put up a community thing yesterday where you mm-hmm. text me for free, mm-hmm. goes to me, and I get mm-hmm. your information, and I can text you when I come back. To, it's basically a mailing list, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah SMS mailing list. Yeah, it's great, yeah, yeah. And, and it's the great. They're great. Yeah. Future. I have uh, twenty eight thousand followers on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have one hundred and thirty eight thousand followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have six thousand on Twitter, and I have four hundred eleven thousand on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I got two hundred text messages. They, it's not showing to the same amount of people, and the people just don't reach out the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a content page, if that makes sense. You yeah. gotta have an Autobot like bug them. That and then you'll get your whole fucking account down for that. Mm-hmm. If you if if you do the direct no, message, SMS. 
Oh, not DM. Oh, what do you mean through SMS? SMS? The more that you text, text people, phone. the more that you're going to get stop. And then if someone just reports your number to the carrier as spam, you're done. So, so are you saying, what do you mean? No, because you... I get that shit all the time. Like the American Comedy Company from San Diego still texts me all the time about up, upcoming shows. And I'm so like, I'm asking, what do you what do you mean text them like a bot? What do you mean bot texting? So there's programs out there that do SMS marketing where it's basically like when you get fucking spam mail. Yeah. It's like spam SMS. Right, right. But it wouldn't be spam because they'd be signing up for it. So they can just sign up and then you can generate... Uh, like auto-generated, like pre-written texts that'll get sent out on a. Oh yeah, no, no, that, that's that's community. I can do that with community. Okay. I, I'm just talking about my issue is is getting the people over. Yeah, like you know, the saying, conversion like, rate dude, from a lot of social media is terrible, but it's intentionally terrible because they don't want you leaving their platform. Exactly. Facebook isn't like, oh, let me help put you. Put a YouTube. Facebook. Put a YouTube link. <laughs> put a YouTube link in a Facebook video, mm-hmm. and it'll it, you'll get. I'll get two likes. Yeah, you know it just doesn't work that way. Like even look at look at Tim Dillon, right? Tim mm-hmm. Dillon has one of the biggest Patreon. I think it's the second biggest Patreon in the world. Yeah, he has a huge Patreon. He makes one hundred and sixty six thousand dollars a month off this Patreon. Yeah, boner. Town. It's insane, right? Wow. He has twenty eight thousand followers on it. That's not a lot considering he has a podcast with probably half a million listeners, and he has five hundred thousand followers on um, on Instagram. I think he has over a hundred thousand or something on Twitter. So it, even with him. We're talking about this humongous page. It only has 28,000 people. Mm-hmm. And they're given, because the way it's set up, he makes tons of money off of it. It's like, you realize, like, getting these people to leave, they... Well, what I am is a, the end goal, then? I don't... I don't... It, it's... I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I, Upward I'm, trajectory? I, I'm just trying to put out more content and reach more people, because I do sell... I sell tickets at a rate a lot higher than people that had the same amount of followers than me sell. Yeah. So I can sell like, you know, when we did, you know, 300 in Dallas, we did 300 in uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. We, we, uh, we did even with the shadow band, we sold 180 in Charlotte. That was, so that you was want to sell weeks. a thousand in those cities? I, yeah, my, in- my goal in every city is to do, um, I would be happy with doing comedy clubs the rest of my life and just selling out full weekends at comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. And you know, the issue is, is just now with this, it's hard, just, it's impossible to reach people. It's just so hard to actually reach them, if I could reach all 138,000, let's say let's say 20,000 of them are fake accounts or bot accounts or accounts that don't log on often, right? Sure. Let's say just let's let's say, let's just say 100,000. Let's just keep it. If I had a, if I could reach those 100,000 mm-hmm. to sign up for my text message list, I would have a, I would sell every show. Yeah. It's just trying to fucking reach them is the issue, and they're not helping. And you can try to pay for it if you want. You'll well, fuck no, your but account. You, you know, the thing is, you, it sounds like you want to reach them all right now. Why don't you? You just, you just have to reach those hundred thousand over the next six months. Yeah, you don't no. have to do it with one post. No, how, how long you know, did it just, take you to grow to the, the amount of followers you have now? Uh oh, well that was it was crazy. It was talking about it took me fucking. I mean, dude, if you go, what was Shadow Band? Was Shadow Band was uh, April? Shadow Band was April or uh, okay, before that? How long did it take you to get? To yeah, from just having an Instagram that you used for fun to try and bang chicks well, to like uh, Instagram is now my business. I'm a fucking okay. with a blue check mark. So this is what's funny. Yeah. So you go. Let's go. Um, uh, 2013. Let's say November of 2013 mm-hmm. to uh, to December of 2020. Okay. With 10 TV shows, I had about 10,000 followers. Then you go December 2020 to now, and I have 138,000. Do you see what I'm saying? You were an actor? 
No, I was. I, I, I did. I, well, I did like uh, MTV's Greatest Party Stories, E's Day to No Filter, and Epic's uh, Half Hour Comedy Special. Um, I did um, ABC's uh, Bring the Funny. I did a bunch of TV, a, a Comedy Central multiple times. I did all that, and I did podcasts that equated to ten thousand followers. Then yeah. I went viral in December of two thousand twenty, and that's what shot me from ten thousand to fucking 138. But the reason that the virality how, wait, continued is because you, you spent all that time cultivating the talent. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you went viral That's and then they found people. something and they were like, oh, this guy's actually very funny. I have tons of content. Like, I have tons yeah. of content that I can just how put out. How old were you when you were doing that when you were on Comedy Central? Uh, like your first TV appearance. The first one was with Kevin Hart. That's what went viral. Um, and I was 20, that would be 2016. I was 22 at the time because that's before my birthday. Yeah, 22. I was 22 when that happened. And so, and that was, um, it was, it was, did nothing at the time. Nothing. It was cool to meet Kevin Hart, but it did, didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. And then it, when I posted it fucking six years later or five years later, mm-hmm. it fucking blew up, you know? And that's what, that's what really skyrocketed me on, wow. on TikTok. It went 1.6 million likes. I think 12 million Damn. views. Went over to my Instagram. Instagram goes from 10,000 to 15 to 20, 25, 20, 30, 35, 40. Yeah. Rock follows me. I get drunk and make a video thanking The Rock. Uh-huh. He reposts that video two <laughs> weeks later. Posts it on his page. Remember the name Rocky Del Davis. I shoot up 10,000 followers in a night. Yeah. Keep conversation back and forth with The Rock. He comments on our posts all the time. I comment on yeah. his. He responds back. Tweets at me and shit. And then now we have like a working relationship where we're, you know, may do something together. So it's pretty so cool. So fucking cool. Yeah, I thought you were joking when you told me that at first. No. Like, yeah, The Rock's, you know, open for me. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a, he's a, he's act, like, he's helped me. And he knows what he does. He's very smart too because he knows like comedy on my Instagram. He knows mm-hmm. what it does for my Instagram because my shit will shoot up. When he comments on my Instagram, it shoots up 500,000 on engagement. It's crazy. And you got to respect people that have known how to stay relevant for so long. Like, Rock so has never long. been out of the picture. Look at the Same people. like Snoop Dogg. Or like- yeah. Same thing with all that, man. That they're able to stay around and The Rock just keeps pushing forward. And that's what I love the most because, you know, we've had some things, you know, and, and he, like, he really likes me and he respects what I've done. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's like the, because when you do comedy, you think you're funny, but you don't fucking know. Like, you don't know if you're funny. You like to think you are. <laughs> you go out, you know, you do the fucking chuckle hut in Denton, Texas for 30 people and you do have a good set. Your fucking joke about anal sex works great, you know, and then you fucking think you're killing it. And then you bomb the next show and you're like, I should never do this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then yeah. to have a guy like The Rock, where, where that one point when he said, he goes, Rocky Dell Davis, remember the name, the world will hear from him one day. Dude, I was losing my mind. Yeah. I was like, this is a guy who's... How are you not still hard from that? Dude, That's I, so great. I, I wake up every morning. I always say, I wake up every morning, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, and I check and see the rocks unfollow me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm always I'm like, has the rock unfollowed me yet? I'm waiting for him to unfollow me. And he just keeps following me. Yeah. I, I posted a video. He, he responded back to Barstool Sports, because I did, I did a Barstool podcast. Nice. And he responded back to it. The story of me saying how he followed me. In the video, I talk about blowing him. Like, I don't know how I would blow him. He responded back. I'm like, this dude's probably like a really cool fucking guy. Like, if I'm able to say that and he responds back, I'm like, this dude's great. And then I'm also like, fuck, am I going to have to blow the rock now? (laughs) You know, like, but I'll I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want, Dwayne, if you're out there. You know, like, it's. That's so cool. If the rock saw this, I would come. (laughs) Just to watch you. That would be amazing. It's like, it's so insane that I have a relationship with a guy. He's the second most followed man on planet Earth. Yeah. He's the most recognizable. I, I would have to. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. 
Yeah, but that's because the poors can have Instagram. Exactly. (laughs) It's free. If they would get rid of it, all these towns that don't fucking deserve it, you know? Yeah. You know, South America or whatever. I don't don't know fucking Ronaldo. I have no idea where he's from. He's really hot, though. Yeah, he is. He used to be really hot, but the greatest thing that Ronaldo ever brought us was the retarded Ronaldo statue. Oh, it was great. You've seen it? Yeah. (laughs) Face. It's the best. That's how I feel when I do ketamine. (laughs) Dude, last night, some guy was talking about doing ketamine. He's like, you know, you're just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, you're a triangle. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed so fucking hard, and no one else there. I was like, you guys haven't done ketamine. That is. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out out to Casey Rocket, dude. He was so incredible. It's like following William Montgomery. I hadn't seen this guy before. And he gets up and does his set. We're at the 18th over Hilton at the Hilton Garden Inn. And he starts off his set by singing White Wedding yeah. and just doing this cool dance into the audience because yeah. it's a cordless mic. And it was so fucking funny and off the walls. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to tell my fucking jokes now. Like, that yeah, guy that's, is like truly an entertainer. And I'm like, ah, I'm, yeah. Oops. <laughs> that's a tough follow. Like, th- those are the toughest follows because it really is. And as you, and on the road, I'm doing an hour, an hour 10, an hour 20. And then you come back, you're doing 15. You're following someone who has like such a tight 10. Yeah. And you're like, God damn, this. This is fucking tough, you know, but yeah. it makes it, it makes Especially it Especially when it's wacky like that, too. Yeah. That's what, like, you know, this is what was really impressive. When I would open for Ralphie and I would do, like, 15 or 20 before him, and I'd have some really good sets sometimes, you know, and then he would go on, and his first bit was a 20-minute story. And when it would murder, because he's gotten so good, where, like, it was just nothing phased him. It was, like, it was amazing to yeah. work with someone like, of that like level Like, no punchlines, just a good story? Well, it had it had like natural punchlines, mm-hmm, like yeah. you know, what I'm saying? So, like a lot of things have like written punchlines, and a lot of things when you do comedy for long enough, you find that some of your jokes, something that you just naturally say, is what makes it funny. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of my goal, right? Now. It's like it's like something you say it's because the part. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like you don't like. I've had so many jokes where someone I had to start telling jokes differently because I'm like, why do they think this is fun? This doesn't make me laugh, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. think it's incredibly funny. And and then I realized I'm like oh because I'm just telling this the goal of a, a someone who I'm a storyteller mm-hmm. the day that I can be the person I am off stage on to, on stage as comfortably as that and it happens some nights some nights it does that person I'm like damn that's amazing because I'll have nights where like it's like some nights I go on stage I do my material and it goes good and we have a nice make the money leave right but some nights it's like. I'll do like 30 minutes and like 25 of that 30 is going to be just random thoughts that day. But I'm mm-hmm. so comfortable in that moment because I'm like, okay, tickets are sold. They're happy to be here. Everyone's smiling. And I don't have that insecurity that we naturally have as a comic where I'm like, I have to make these people laugh right now. They hate me. for You know, you're trying to get them just to calm down. And like, you know, like, but then when you have that where it's perfect and everything's set and you're fine, you have no, no, if I could get like that every night, I think that's what Ralphie was every night is Ralphie didn't have that in his life. And he had been so good at it where he could tell this long story and it wouldn't even have written punchlines. It was just natural, like nuances that were, beautiful and it was amazing to watch it was beautiful sometimes i worry the as soon as i get on stage the entire crowd conspires against me and agrees to not laugh at all yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well, especially when you do crowds that were the way we look when i do crowds and i'm like you know the person that was on before me was like men should not touch us like this and they get a standing ovation you go on i'm like oh this is gonna be rough you know yeah. and then i walk out i'm like everyone, why are you doing open everyone here with beat poetry yeah. rocky <laughs> you're <laughs> way past having to follow girls with armpit hairs doing fucking snaps i love did those. you start out doing self-deprecating material yeah yeah i had to call Heavy. myself a douche for like three minutes to get yep. people on my side 
Yeah, I started out really heavy on that, and then now I've kind of, uh, you know, I still do. I now I, I just I more or less I don't even think about um, what I'm trying to accomplish anymore. I think about just telling a story and just telling it the way it's supposed to be. And then those nights go the best, you know, where I'm just kind of like, all right, this is just what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and just realizing that every set's not going to be the best set. You just have to understand that and you have to go work because you're like, if you want this joke to get as good as the jokes before this, you know, like that's why I don't ever pull. I try not to ever pull out jokes. I know work like old jokes. Like if I, when I, I do penguin on the road, penguins a joke that'll work 10 out of 10 times. It's a story where a penguin humped my leg when I was high. Mm-hmm. That joke works every time. Always works every that time. Happened. Yeah. yeah. Happened with Ralphie. We were at the Columbus Zoo, uh, Jack Hanna Zoo, and I ate a Chibachu. It was 100 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, penguin, uh, baby penguin came out and humped my leg. Yeah. And it That's was gonna fucking. Murder every time. That's it's like it always, it does well every time. Yeah. And so. <laughs> You have to learn how to like explore out of that though, and then when you learn how to like headline, where you're doing like an hour, an hour twenty on the road, then you learn you have fans, and fans expect something from you. They expect you to be a certain level off of videos they've seen. The videos they see are perfect videos, by the way. That's what sucks is they're mm-hmm. seeing perfect crowd video. I don't post shit video. I'm posting the perfect crowd. Yeah, and then I'm like, you know, then I'm in the fucking loony bin in Tulsa. You know, with a bunch of drunk hillbillies, you know, I'm trying to, it's it's a very, it's comedy progresses so much, but the only thing you can ever do is just try to literally be yourself, unless you're not yourself. If you're a character, that's different. But if you're like yourself, the, if, the closer you get to that, you know, is like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. I don't know how we got on comedy, I apologize. No, I nerd amazing. out on I was, comedy. I was about to uh, join in that nerding out. One of the first times that I saw you, uh, I was talking to Brandon from Big Laugh. And he was like, you know Rocky's story? And I was like, no, I just know he's funny. Yeah. He goes, you know, a lot of his career and his time he built opening for Dustin Sims, yeah. who's a big YouTube guy who would draw a crowd. And Rocky got to build all these comedy chops on a crowd that got drawn. And, like, you did that for a while. Yeah, it was Darren. It was Darren. It, was, it wasn't It was Dustin at oh. first. Dustin was the guy that I worked with later. Okay. I worked with Darren for a while. So I worked with people that uh, had never been to comedy shows. Yeah. So you understand, like, so that's really weird. You're, yeah. you're the first time they're ever being at a show mm-hmm. is watching this show, so they don't know yeah. how jokes work. I opened for Ed Bassmaster. I yeah, that exact same, same thing. Like what? And they love him. Yeah, they cheer his shit. They yeah. quote him to him during the show. So see, Darren was Darren was a. Uh, I mean, I, I, at that time. He was a Facebook superstar. I mean, he cool. was the most followed person on like, or most uh, interactive page on Facebook. It was wow. crazy. So we were doing, dude, we went from doing, him not even doing stand-up, and we're doing 3,000 seaters. It was crazy. I'm wow. watching a guy try to go up with no jokes. Yeah. Like, no act. Yeah. Nothing. Just going up, and then not even doing the character, by the way. That was the funniest part. <laughs> he was like, so the mama, but he, had, he wasn't even doing the character. Holy shit. And just watch him go up and just, and then just, just bomb most nights. <laughs> yeah. But like me going up and like telling jokes and me having to watch their face learn what a joke is, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when I, I used to have this thing, I'd be like, um, I'd be like, I went, to, I went overseas the first time last year. I went to Canada, so that joke is that Canada's not overseas. Mm-hmm. They never got it. It never hit ever. It was like it was a little tagline and a little joke, and I'm like, I had to like learn how to. Like, I pause. I go, I went overseas for the first time last year. I went to Canada, and they would be like. Oh, oh, and it's like I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers are stupid. Like yeah. they were so you had to teach crowds how to laugh. It's a very but from doing Ralphie to doing that to falling back to cruise ships to working with Dustin wow. to doing all that working in Vegas, you learned how to make a joke work for pretty much everybody. That's you know what I'm cool. saying? It's like I, I like I, I went to Chocolate Sundays in L.A. Yeah. like three weeks ago. Did that? I did the jokes the same way. They worked the same way, and that's when you're like, oh, this is like a universal thing, you know. 
Very cool. What do you think about comics that are storytellers, but they're made up? So, um, I don't know about... So, I, I feel, you know, a bunch... I feel like they're more or less characters. If they, if they pitch them as true stories, that's, you know, whatever. But a lot of the people are characters. And, and we know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like it's, a, it's a, you know, a bunch of people. It's, it's fine. It's, it's whatever they want to do. But that's what pisses me off is when someone tells me my story isn't real. And I'm like, mm. hey, you motherfucker! This is a trick. Like, I, I, I'm gonna make up a story about a pig, uh, a pig fucking a horse. I'm gonna make that whole story up with vivid with details. Curly Q penis. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we used to have a pig I on mean, a farm. Some people would. Exactly. But that's I, what have, I, have, I have a joke. What I'm trying to say is, I have a problem with that. I don't. Like it annoys people, me because it, you can just make up any story. Yeah. That's like not fair. Yeah. Kinda. And and then when someone and then but was, also Louis C.K. does it. So yeah. It's but like, but know. it's uh, there's difference from like so I I have a story with my girlfriend of where like <laughs> such a strange moral compass he just presented. Yeah. Though. Just real quick, just like I don't know if that's okay, but Louis C.K. C.K. does it, so I think it's all right. <laughs> I don't know. I just know when I get up there, I I speak the truth. And well, yeah. Well, I know. Like I get I get compared to Theo Vaughn a lot. I get compared to Theo Vaughn all the time, just because I'm bullied. And, and I'm like I'm like well, I'm like first off I'm like if you watch me and Theo's acts, we're nowhere near the same. And mm -hmm. I was like every story I have is true. And Theo's a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's what that's pisses me hamster off. Hamster bones. Yeah. So it's like, like it's like it's like it's 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 so it's like you're compare you're saying I get called I get called knockoff Theo. That's what that's what because mm -hmm. I get on Twitter all the time or TikTok all the time. And I'm like you realize this is how I am. This is this is how all these stories are true. My dad got in a fist fight with my aunt. My aunt beat my dad's ass. <laughs> That's a real story. That's nothing to about that. That I was in Columbus, Ohio. I have a video of a penguin humping my leg. Like it's like these. So it's like that's what annoys the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is how I really talk. This is my real accent. So it's like what what I, it makes me annoyed because I'm like, you don't understand what you're talking about because it's like I don't have a problem. Anyone can do whatever they want to do. But then when people say stuff like that, I'm like, no, this is this is who I am. Like this is there's nothing. There's no act in this. I have certain stories or, or I have jokes like jokes about two percent milk or jokes about hot dogs. That are like, I guess, like I, I'll, I'll, I put like a little makeup thing, like a made up story in them. Mm -hmm. But besides that, that's, I'm, I'm writing a joke at that point. But all my other, I got offered to do porn at a Chipotle in L.A. My second day there, I lived there. I was at a Chipotle, the one on Melrose. I think it's Melrose before you get to the improv. Mm -hmm. And I got an offer to do porn there. And it's like, why would I make that fucking story up? Like, it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? That's so that, that's that's the part. I don't care. Everyone can do what they want. But it, it's 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 weird, you know, when you get compared to people like Nate Bargatze is probably the best because Nate's stories are true. Yeah, and the Nate to me is is one of the is one of the premier of like Nate can take a story that's not funny and make it funny. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like it's uh it's when Nate does Nate has a story about him getting milk at Starbucks. They they asked for nice coffee with milk. They gave him milk with ice in it. Mm -hmm. That's not funny. Mm -hmm. He makes it in this ten minute fucking bit. Yeah, that's what I try to get to. Is where like yeah. like I, I I got mad at Krispy Kreme one time and I wrote a Yelp review. That's not that funny, but the way I make it is funny, and it's like it shows like the actual. So that's that's the level I try to get to. Of it, it was that comic. I feel like I forgot. It was, I think Chappelle said this. Good comedians say funny things. Great comedians say things funny. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you can say something that isn't necessarily a funny story, but you can make it funny. You ever have something happen to you and you tell it to somebody else and it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and then like, but when you can make that work for a crowd of people that don't know you, mm -hmm. where it's something so personal and you can explain it, 
that's like a level of comedy I feel like that we're all trying to get to where it's just yeah. amazing you know because like Nate talked about it he goes if you tell a story that's too perfect where everything's so perfect and it's perfect and you, and you said this back to him and he said this back to you and you told him this it's like it just you're like that's not real that's not real mm -hmm. dude that's like with a level of where I'm trying to get to as far as like comedy I feel like we all are trying to get to that yeah that's fair I have so like I have a, a couple of jokes that I have that are based on like real stories in my life of things that have happened like, so I lost my virginity with me and a dude tag-taming a chick, and she got pregnant, and we had to split the abortion. Yeah. Like, that's just a, just a home run of a way to lose your virginity. Yeah. And, like, I would try and talk about that on stage, and people always just felt so bad for me. Yeah. Because, like, I'm laughing. I think it's funny the whole time. And the story of going with your friend and having to split an abortion. Yeah. Like, just, like, two 16-year-olds, like, with their dad's credit cards at the window and yeah. the lady. And, like, you get into the details. People felt bad for me. But then I started saying it as a, a different situation, and I changed a bunch of the details. And now it's one of my favorite jokes to tell. But yeah. It's based in truth, but it is essentially a lie. And I struggle with that, too, because sometimes it feels very fraudulent. Yeah. And I feel like I even have to reward people at the end of it, being like, "That's made up," because it's not. Yeah, you know, but. that's that. It, I think there's something that just comes. It comes from like if you say something so much, like where you just where it, it's tough to a lot of stuff is just tough for people to hear, mm -hmm. and then but a lot of times you'll put something down and come back to it years later and it'll work. Then I've had yeah. tons of jokes. That's how that's how Penguin was. I didn't tell Penguin until two years after it happened, and then after it happened, it was like I've just found a way to tell it, you know, because. You know, it's when you're right. Some people write jokes, and I love that. Like Mark Norman, he like none of his stories are real. Like they're yeah. all it's all jokes, right? Yeah, they're and so, funny. but it's like amazing. He's a fucking genius. He's a uh, that Mark Norman, um, and I'm so happy he has success. I'm so happy he has it on his own too, which is great. Yeah. Um, but he is he was the best at uh, uh, he used to host a new joke night. He would mm -hmm. host it a lot in the cellar. So you'd go up, and everybody would do new jokes, right? And so Mark would do new or Mark would do a new joke night too, and it was funny because he would just try. He'd have forty fucking new jokes every week, dude. Mm -hmm. And he would just try, and he'd be like, and when he didn't work, was it the funniest for him? Like it was, it was. He'd be like, he'd be like, oh well, I'm gonna go fucking shoot myself in the head after this one. Or he'd be like, I want to cut off my dick after that joke. It was like, it was so funny because the way he talks, that's how he talks though. That yeah. is, that is how he. That's not a character. Yeah, he's just kind of like that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how. That's, that's that. what's yeah. funny about him is like that's really how he fucking talks, which is inside. I thought a hundred percent thought it was a fucking character when I met him. And then he's talking to me backstage. I'm like, oh, no, this is how you fucking talk. You're not Gilbert Godfrey. Like, this is, you really talk like this motherfucker. And he's one of the best, though. They, they, like him, Sam, Joe List, they all, like, write, like, where it's, you know, Sam has a lot more kind of, like, real stories news, I feel, though. But he has, like, a lot of, like, like made-up, like, jokes. But they're just so good, though, you know? Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel like there's no wrong way to do anything, you know? Like, if, 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 if you're going to be a, a character, be the character, you know, especially if you can perfect a character, you know, mm -hmm. but the issue is with me, the reason I could never do that was I liked comedy was like almost like a sense of like therapy where I could talk about things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And That's so why I started, I was like, I got so much funny shit to say. I got to like yeah. share it. So it's like you, you look at it almost as if it's like a therapy thing. So it's like if I was a character, if I was Dan Whitney, you know, Dan Whitney is Larry the Cable guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And so with that guy, That's his real name. Yeah. Dan Whitney. And so with him being like the cable guy, it's, you know, that probably is great. It probably, you learn how to write for it. You know how to write in that character. And he's made billions of dollars probably. But a lot of those people, like, I feel like the, the danger there too is that you just eventually become that character. Yeah. It's like you never get to be not like, that person. Like Jim Carrey. 
Yeah. yeah. He would yeah. just become whatever actor he played. And now he's like whatever. a very serious dude and says, like, I think he just did too much DMT. He that's paints the, and shit. That's yeah. the advice yeah. I get from him right now is that he's just like seeing the end yeah, of the Yeah, he just realized that he was just like, whatever. skipping from personality to personality and he's like, who am I? Like the guy that made his asshole talk is now like, life is fleeting and meaningless. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow, what happened, dude? <laughs> he's like, the way I would love for him to going. give all of his depressed speeches with his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Trump should be in office. You know? <laughs> that is true, though. That's why I don't know. That's why I feel like uh, I feel like I was. I feel like with acting, I would never have been great at it. Even though I can't act, I just feel like I have a hard time getting in someone else's head. But I feel like I'd be good. Like I feel like I'm a good character. Like people think people. This is a common thing I get. This annoys me. They go, "You never turn it off, do you?" I'm like, "I don't ever turn it on, dumbass. Mm. It's never off because it's never on." This is how I am. When I'm around comics, I love to just to fuck with comics. Yeah. When I see Tony Casillas, I will call him fat every ten seconds. As I love, I have fun doing that. When I'm around my family, I call my sisters fat. Like it's like it's just what we do. Like it's yeah. so there's when no turning hot on. Girls, I call them fat. <laughs> I call everyone fucking fat, dude. They're but all fat. When people go, you don't you don't turn it off. And it's like I think that comes to being a character. But that also that that's what's cool about what I do though is with like now a comedy. I don't have to like write a story. If I have a story happen, it just goes in the set and it goes in as it happened. You know, that's the the plus side of things. So I think it's interesting too. I, so I just finished listening to this book that's like the history of stand-up comedy and how it started and yeah. where it began and how it became in America. Cuz I always have Is it a like, blue book cover? Uh no, it's a white book cover with a bunch of comedians. It's yeah, called yeah, yeah, The yeah, Comedians yeah. by Cliff Ness. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. So like, you know, when when I hear like cuz I've had people uh, when I first moved back here, I had I was supposed to host for Tony Hinchcliffe yeah. at Vulcan. It was a big deal. They told me like a couple months in advance. I was so fucking excited. I send it to all my friends. I get a bunch of people to go. Then that night, like two hours before the show, Brandon texts me. And he's like, hey, Ron White's going to drop in. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm texting my mom because I grew up listening to They Call Me Tater Salad. He was yep. my and, first And my, my family Mine quoting too? that at family gatherings. Yeah. So I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to get to host for Ron fucking White. And then... Fucking Joe Rogan is going to come through. And I'm shitting a brick. I'm fucking two and a half years into comedy. And I'm going to get to host for these people. And then like 30 minutes before showtime, they're like, they have their own host. You don't get to perform. Uh, <laughs> and I have my friends at two tables in like the bottom of Vulcan. I'm like, ah! Wait, can and, you tell me what happened with uh, <clears throat> Tony last night? Uh, yeah, in a minute. But so uh, like that happened. And I, I remember like it, in that moment, I was so bummed out. And then I went to my friends to sit and watch the show because I still wanted to see it. And one of them said, well, if you want to, you can still do your little skits for us. And and she's the nicest person, but it was just like, uh, I would have fucking because put a like, bullet in my head. And, and I realized that like some people just don't get like all the different things. And because there's been so many different forms until Pryor and Carlin, like stand up was all supposed to be fake. Yes. It wasn't even supposed to be real. Yes. And even before them, guys that were doing it and being real were getting ostracized for it. Yeah. Lenny Bruce didn't even get famous till after he died. They hated him when he was alive. Dude. And so like, yes. you know, now that we're up there and we're being styles. ourselves and people are used to it being fake for so long and then there are people that are, are still the fake kind. There's so many genres of comedy out there. There's comedy now that's not even supposed to be funny. Yeah. You know? And so like... But also, with that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I agree. People with comedy feel the need to like insult people or everyone has to have... Everyone's relate. If I post a clip of me doing an all-black crowd, I'm Gary Owen. If I post a clip of me doing Southern jokes, I'm Larry the Cable Guy. If I post a clip of me telling a wild story, I'm Theo Vaughn. Mm -hmm. If I post a clip of me talking slowly, I'm Nate Bargatze. 
It's like gonna say Michael Lair. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's when I'm drunk, you know. But it's like it's like okay, or maybe you're just seeing a white guy talking the same way you've heard another white guy, and now you're relating it because what's what's that word, Mike? Pigeonholing. Yeah, yeah. The the fucking industry has fucking done that forever. It's so it's just so annoying that people. I'm like, look, dude, there are tons of comics I don't like. I hate a lot of comics. Mm -hmm. I hate their acts. A lot of them are nice, but I hate their acts. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people, but people are the issue. Because people get on fucking Twitter and they just want to shit on Amy Schumer or whatever. I'm like, hey, dude, she sells 3,000 or 4,000 tickets. Why can't you just what? let her live her fuck? If she wants to bitch about politics or something, then yeah, get on her for that. But, but if it's you don't like, like Amy Schumer, she also produced Sam Morell's last special. Oh, right? yeah. So like... He's fucking amazing. You and probably like him. She's he's a, fucking hilarious. And she's a nice fucking person. She she's does been so much for comedy. So nice to me. She does a lot for Mia Jackson, another great comic. So like, I think people are the problem. Everybody just wants to bitch all the time. Everybody's just you know bitching about everything. And they, I'm like, yeah, dude. Or you could just be happy and enjoy that we live in a, the greatest content age of all time. Where there's room for everyone. Room for it. There's so much room for everyone. And there is so much content to be found. You could find the comedian you like. I'm not forever. I had a guy fucking. This is. I had a creek in the cave. Mm-hmm. I was a creek in the cave. This guy walks up, he, Indian, Muslim, or just somewhere over there. And I can say that because he was racist to me. And so <laughs> he walks up and he goes, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, man, he goes, I wanted to hate you so much when you walked on stage. He goes, but regrettably, you're my favorite of the night. And I was like, uh, no, that, that's that's racist. <laughs> that's fucking. You just said because I'm white, I'm straight, good looking, in shape, big dick. That you, you know, <laughs> want to fucking hate me. You wear shorts on stage. Tons of money. Yeah. <laughs> I was naked. It was, a, it was naked show. There's that one where they wear the fucking dog collars in there, which yeah, I'm like, yeah. but it's Stank like fest. Yeah. You just said, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, could you imagine fucking saying that? So like, like, just like say that to like a woman or a black. It's like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? Why can't you just fucking like? Does it yeah. is is me being like in shape or looking like a bully that? big of a fucking trigger yeah, he's threatening well, to probably. the fucking all these fucking think beta about males. this though think about this that guy's life everyone that he's encountered that looked like you made his life miserable yeah and then he walked up there and he was like fuck i love him like this sucks yeah like it's got to be like the first time the clan hears darius rucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, like, we love darius, he looks like right? that this is fucking good like god damn it but that's why uh, you know that's but, hey but, that's how you know you're good though if you can make someone who doesn't want to like you laugh yeah, you no, that right. that is, and that's a fucking, you know, because that guy was, I was still nice, you know. So I told him, I said, I said, get away from me, you fucking Arab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cut the blue wire, he blew up, no big deal. <laughs> so he's like fucking curry, you stinky son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, so no, but I, that's that is something that is like cool. It's like uh, when I do when I have a show. Uh, when I have a show, like I had a show in time in New York, and this lady walked up to me at the Fat Black Pussycat after, and she ran out to come say hey. That's the she... name of a venue? Yeah. It's okay. Right. It's, called, it's called a Fat. <laughs> I thought you were describing her, and I was yeah, like, whoa, yeah. no, racy this, start. This Fat Black Pussycat <laughs> walked Well, you can't up. go with, against yeah. that. It's <laughs> only that. I asked else. a friend one time, I, was, I hate this girl, and I, was like, I was like, if I call her a flat, a Fat Black Bitch, is that okay? He goes, no, nah, you can't say black. You can say fat, though. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, what about Black Fat Bitch? He goes, nah. I was, I was like, what about Fat Bitch? black he goes maybe (laughs) 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 but i had this uh this this black um very very um very nice lesbian lady walk up and she goes she goes hey i'm just like i'm a i'm um i'm a lesbian she goes it was very nice to hear someone like you talk the way you talked and it was she's like it's just refreshing because of what i see on the news all the time 
I'm supposed to hate you. And she's like, it was, it was very amazing to, to hear you tonight and you just be a regular person. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude, we, most of us are. This yeah. is how we most are. You called it's, her the N word. Yeah. Her yeah. Away, right? <laughs> no, I told her, I was like, I was like, where's your, how did you learn to speak English? Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, uh, where's your caretaker? Are you can I have a drink? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just ruin it all. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like you learn. You, what's funny is them, that's the best part about living in Austin. We talked about this before the podcast was just, that you can't like what are you gonna can't like I have a couple things you can cancel me on that I would lose a couple opportunities that would suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, if you take away those two opportunities that I never planned for, then you can't really do anything to me. What you're gonna call me racist? Okay, share the video on Twitter of me being racist, and most of the middle of America is gonna be like, "That's pretty fucking funny, dude." Yeah, you know? yeah. So you don't really have unless you deal with LA uh, or or New York, you don't you can't really be canceled. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, if you hey, if you assault a woman, if you assault a kid, then yes, you're canceled. You're done. Throw away the fucking key. But if you say, you know, something bad about you know Jews or you know Chernobyl or whatever, it's like no one gives a fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. No one cares about that. All we're doing is making jokes, and that's the best part about it. Now you see all these comics like you know coming back from stuff. You're like, oh, we're fucking here, dude. We're fucking here. This is the be- it's the best time to be a comic. Yeah. It's the be- by far the best time to be a comic. It is. And if Instagram, if we stopped being fucking cocksuckers and sucking dicks so much, we'd be a lot better. And YouTube stops demonetizing shit. Yeah. But you know, we'll get there. We'll find there will be something come along. I guarantee you. And, and I'll, it, and I'll it, jo- it's, it's creating a it's creating a, a giant fucking blister. Yeah. When they keep doing this, because they just got rid of Live Leak not too yeah. long ago. YouTube is crimping further and further down and creating this weirder and weirder shit. And while it is appealing to a lot of the younger people, right. there's this whole giant chunk of people. Like, millennials are now moving into more of the CEO and like C suite level positions. Yeah. Like, this like group of people born from 90 to like 2000, basically, are now moving into like their position of power in their late 30s and 40s where they're getting into shit. Yeah. And like, or 80 to. 2000 is what I meant. But no, so, I know. like, all, all, all of that means that those people are looking for content, looking for stuff to do. Like, they're coming out to shows. They're buying merch. They're buying albums. They're buying stuff on Bandcamp. Like, yeah. They're looking for places to spend their money. That's why I think, yeah. like, dude, if, if you make a Patreon and you tell them to give you money, like, I've tried, man. Like, I would pay money to watch shit of yours if it was Or you could post like, your albums on Spotify. I've done that. that. No, yeah. you know, it doesn't. It, it makes money on Sirius. Sirius makes a bunch of money for my clean stuff, but yeah. albums on Spotify don't make any real money. It's because a lot of people, you know, they the people still spend money for tickets, but mm-hmm. with paying for content, they just they you got to think. In today's society, we have now cable's dead, right? Mm-hmm. But we're paying for ninety other fucking subscriptions. So then they're at people hate reoccurring payments. Yeah. That's the issue. That's why I like the OnlyFans thing with doing it for free and then having having tips. That was the issue. Is I was like, when Patreon doesn't do it that way. If um, you can you can do a one time donation on Patreon. Are you sure? I've looked at it. If you can let me know, it'd be great. Yeah, I'm there's sure. there's some ways around that, too. and there's other like services too. Yeah, where you can host stuff. Yeah, because that's the 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 reason people are looking for stuff is just because of how bad shit is. I mean. Like Comedy Central, I remember. I remember I went in there two years ago. I went into Comedy Central at a meeting, and I remember I walked in. and They had all six of uh, they had all six of the producers from each um, each branch, I guess. So the mm-hmm. like the digital, the special. Every one of them, except for one guy, every one of them was under the age of like twenty three. Wow! And I'm like, you're the main people from all this. Holy shit! And they're all like L.A. 
fucking hipsters. I'm like, oh, oh this is no. why your network fucking blows. Yeah. Like if you if Comedy Central called me right now and they said we'll give you a hundred grand for an hour special, I would say no so fast. Wow. I would say no. So I have no interest. That's cool. I never want to work with Comedy Central in any capacity or any form. Well, do you know that they started as a cash grab? Like that yeah. was they they two comedy channels started at the same time. They both failed. They merged and became CTV, and then that failed, and they rebranded as Comedy Central, and it's just existed as that since. They've built their backs on the back of comics doing nothing for them. Mm-hmm. And their specials, they've, they've taken comic specials, and they just put it on the website where you got to sign your email in. Comedy Central fucking sucks, and the people there fucking suck. It's a and, bummer. And they change over every six months. Every six months, it changes over to another fucking person that wants to put on another special of someone that no one fucking cares about. So it's 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 just bad. And then when you see what sucks when you see good comics working with them and mm-hmm. it does fucking nothing. Like Norman has done a Comedy Central special, De Stefano's in a Comedy Central special, and it's like dude, I just signed to do that. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought, <laughs> no, I oh dude, I would no, be no. I'd, I'd tell you to fucking don't do it no. because they take your video and they don't even give you video to use. Wow, that's that's like I'm saying like they give, they give you the rights. Yeah. yeah. I've posted my Comedy Central clip when I had the original audio. It got pulled for copyright. Ah, Holy shit. It's me. That is so fucked. I'm in. Oh, it's me AIDS. in the video. It's my joke, me in the video, and it got pulled for copyright. I had to illegally rip it off and change the audio to, to post myself on my fucking page. Oh. They're horrible to deal with. Did you sign paperwork to agree to that? You have to, yeah. yeah. They, won't, they won't do anything unless they own it. Yeah. Like even Sam, Sam has the YouTube with I think it's with Comedy Central on their YouTube, mm-hmm. and it did well, very well for him. But I don't know how much of that he owns actually. The actual clip, I don't think he owns the clips. I think they gave him like they gave him clips out of it. Damn. And it's like you know that's why Norman to me, Mark Norman did it the best. Yeah, I think lunch. Norman did it the best, and he you know he has and especially with Norman. Norman has you know probably fucking 90 clips in that one special yeah he could post uh, twice a week you know for eternity and just keep growing and so that's the more or less the way to do it i have a couple things going on that i'm going to do differently than i normally would but uh yeah hbo max um you know like we'll possibly do something with them maybe um they did it the correct way but it's pretty much like pretty much for me it's like netflix or youtube that's pretty much where it goes and the reason i would do netflix is if i negotiated rights in Mm-hmm. If, if you do, if, I hear Netflix is pretty cool about stuff. Netflix, okay. Netflix costs tomorrow. They go, we'll give you fifty grand, and we'll um, we'll put your special on here. Yes, I would say no. Oh, I would no. I no, let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell you why. I would be like, okay, cool. So I want I want banner rights. Okay, I want to be a banner. Uh, for, co- for so when you when you first log on to Netflix and it has that banner, I was like, I want banner for people that have watched stand up comedy. Um, and I want uh, I, I, I would negotiate some kind of way to like be in like uh, uh, to it be in the new release the first five of the new releases like I would negotiate that in or I wouldn't do it and I would want editing rights on it and I would want five clips out of it at least two minutes long to post on my Instagram so I, like I would ask for and if they said no I'd be like cool peace out girl scout like I don't I would rather just go on YouTube because because you gotta understand there are so many specials on Netflix mm-hmm. that you have never seen. Yeah. We don't even know until, until you're like, oh, fuck, dude. You know, uh, fucking uh, uh, Chris J- uh, Jameson that works the Looney Bands has a Netflix special. And it's like, yeah, he just knew someone there and they bought it a long time ago. And now it's on and no one fucking cares about it. You have to have all this proper stuff. But then when you deal with someone. But do you think, just counterpoint, in those towns where you're talking about where you lost a 20 grand, 
where you only sold those 100 tickets in those towns that are big markets yeah. for you. You imagine having a Netflix special on that banner. You don't think that's going to draw a couple more? I don't think it would draw really? one more. I, 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 I mean, I'm asking that genuinely. I, no, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it would draw. Dude, I have, you know, if you look at my, some of my banners, some of the clubs have put every credit I have on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do a fucking thing. No one cares about those goddamn credits. Mm. Here's what people care about. Because if I'm working a market where they're going to give away tickets, right? So they call... Hey, uh, we can give you two tickets for Rocky Today on Friday. We can give you four. We can give you fucking 40 if you want, you know? And they go, okay, cool. Well, we'll look them up. And they'll hang up and they'll look on YouTube. They look on my YouTube. It goes to my clips. My clips are good. And they call back and they come. Now those people are actually fans. Like, that's why I don't mind that a lot of times when they give away, when they give away tickets because they'll give away tickets. People will search you out. Mm-hmm. Then Netflix, no one fucking cares, dude. And no one's watching an hour of you do a comedy. No one's watching an hour in a full hour setting. That's a sit down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Same way, you're like, I'm not going to cook a meal, right? I'm not going to cook this whole meal. I'm not that fucking hungry. I'm going to eat a bag of chips. Then you eat a whole bag of chips. You're like, well, I should have just made the meal, right? The same thing with like clips. You're not going to watch an hour on Netflix, but you'll watch clips on YouTube and they equal fucking three hours, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. so much more digestible, right? Instead of a That's big a fucking honking ass steak, you're just eating little chips and salsa. And then you realize if you're not even fucking hungry because you ate chips and salsa the whole goddamn day. Yeah. It's very, it's so different to do things on, the, on Instagram. And that's why YouTube to me, you know, Netflix, if you have it, if you do it properly, Taylor Tomlinson did the proper way. Mm-hmm. Fucking banner, had a great special, fucking got in the trending category, and she blew the fuck up. She hit a perfect demographic of people that she is, that she is, that's who she is, and mm-hmm. she's a, one of the hardest working people in the business. Ronnie Chang, same way. Ronnie Chang had a fucking kick-ass special, something different, and fucking murdered for him. So when you see people to do it the correct way, but you can name 50 that haven't. And their special has done nothing. So you have to think about this is so much more of a business than it is comedy. You get good, and being good carries you a very long way. And then you get to a point where being good stops, and you have to focus on the business side. And I can, there's so many comics that have it, and they, they work you know, a club in their major city, and they fucking sit there. Mm. The com- comics tend to be the seller in New York. There's fucking amazing comics that never leave that club wow. because they don't have any way to leave. And then you watch guys like Tim Dillon. The guys that are funny and they fucking learned how to work it. You know, Theo Vaughn learned how to work it. Theo Vaughn does this whole thing. He's built, he is fucking, he has a Netflix special again. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix special again. He built this off of learning how to do this whole fucking thing. And he built this whole empire. And that comes from the business side meeting the talent. When they meet together, it fucking excels. And that's, that's a big thing that, it, you know, if if you're young and you're and you're yeah if you have five minutes and you're po- posting on Instagram you're five minutes you're fucking wasting your time you build your hour you do your hour then you focus on your Instagram shit that's the way it should in, in my opinion cool. it should go because if you're wasting time you don't have what are you doing I like that a that lot that was like forty five I'm sorry I, like it's fucking I'm, I apologize nah, for raining about taking that notes. yeah that we're both sitting here like just jerking off and yeah. all the crowd is like I thought this was the giggle bullshit. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> isn't this supposed to be a I funny know, like, podcast I'm, I'm, the fuck, fuck just happened I do this every time dude god yeah. damn I just turn into Andrew Schultz halfway through a fucking podcast good lord I'm sorry <laughs> no man I promise my podcast is not like this we have a, my podcast is fuck we just fuck around <laughs> and I call Tony fat the whole fucking time I swear to God I'm, I hate I, I, I hi- my podcast is way funnier than no, this yeah. I hijack this 
this is what I fucking do. Because when somebody asks me a business question, it's the same fucking way. I just get in this weird mode, and then I just want to fucking dive into it. And I'm not, not uh, gay. Ah, <laughs> you're fat. Ah, look at that fat boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how our thing yeah. goes. God That's damn it, too. fuck. Yeah, the- I just hate when, it, when I bring up business, I get so like deadly like serious. Because I, I can tell you as someone who has had a bad year in 2020, dude, I had 10,000 followers that were not active. I could post something and not get 20 likes. So I saw the change of how to do this and the, the I guess the not the correct way, but a way, a path to find this. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm seeing, dude, when you look in at what people make on these fucking sellout weekends and in theaters, like I talked to a comic the other day, he did, he did this theater, a theater weekend. He made, walked out after everything, 220 grand. Okay. So that's when you walk out with that mm. and then, and then you realize like where, like where I'm at particularly, I'm like, Oh, I'm not far from that. You know, like it's like it, it's a very it's a thin fucking line where you go from sun out a club to a theater. It's this thin, dude. It's just it, you have to reach another another little level. I mean, whatever it is, if, it, if it's doing Rogan and murdering Rogan, that's what makes me so mad. You ever watch a comic go on Rogan and just like be like nonchalant? It's like, yeah. bitch, you're on a show. Be on that show. Be you know? crazy, man. You're on Rogan. Be fucking wild. Bring your DMT you know? pen. Hit it in the studio. Dude, I swear to God. If, if I got That's on, what I would do. If I got on Rogan and it cuts, you know, what on that? Hey, Rocky Del Davis. I bet Joe, I'll suck your dick and do DMT with you right now. Like I'll I'll like that's you yeah. gotta fucking do it because people don't treat opportunities the same way. That's like a big thing. When I met Ralph, I met him at an open mic. I got. I was. I had fucking Ooh, Ralphie May. Uh, when I met Ralphie, it was at an yeah. open mic. He had just walked in to get a check, and I just took the night off. Just did a regular set for that fucking club of you know fifty people or whatever it was. Who never fucking liked me. I but, see that a lot with Kill Tony, where um, they ask the same exact questions to every single person. Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, and everyone just gives boring answers. You got to learn, and yeah, also people go on Kill Tony that don't even do stand up, you know, whatever. And it's like, what are you doing? Like this is not well, some of them. Like that's the other thing that that's the part of the charm of the show is that people have never done stand up that have this dream because there's you. I I mean, and then they just how many times after funny. a show do you have people come up to you and say like I've been thinking about doing stand up all the time like, and every fucking I time, love right? when so, I love when someone goes did after seeing you I think I could do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that's the thing is I heard someone say that to me one time and I got so it was the first time anyone said it to me and I got so insulted and I I was bitching about it to my manager who's been doing comedy since fucking I always say like, don't thirty like something yeah. years. And he was like, you know, that's their retarded way of complimenting you. You look yeah. so natural yes. that they're like, oh, it's so easy. I could do it. Yes, that is that is what it is. That's the thing because I am very conversational, mm-hmm. and I have people people that think that that I come up with all this shit on the spot. Mm-hmm. They're confused when I tell a joke twice. They're mm-hmm. literally confused, and so they think it's all very natural. And so when they tell me that, and I I I've gotten to the point now where I do take it as a compliment, but the first couple times I'm like. Hey, bitch, this is really fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is really hard. I had, a guy, cried after. <laughs> I, I had a guy one time in Birmingham, the stardom. This guy walks up. He goes, bro, you were fucking great, man. And I was like, thanks. He goes, have you ever thought about doing comedy for real? And I was like, do what? And he goes, well, no, like the guys went after you. Like, the, like they do it for real. But like, have you ever thought about doing that? Like what they, what they do after you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the host. He's the MC and the headline. Or I'm the, I'm the host. He's the feature and headline. And they go, yeah, like you should do comedy for real. Like not, not like what you're doing now is like not really doing comedy. And I'm like, <laughs> I was so fucking mad. I was like, what are you talking about? If you're 200 pounds, <laughs> I'd kick your ass right now. <laughs> I was so fucking confused. I was like, this is doing comedy for real. Yeah. And that's one thing. 
I don't miss. People always say you're going to miss these days, right? You don't miss the first like five years. You don't miss them a goddamn because it's you're, you're not good at what you do. You're not making any money. You're in the worst fucking spots, okay? Well, are you five years in? Three. Three? Oh, you, oh, you, oh, awful. I'm, I'm off the, I'm like, leave it. <laughs> Podcast with a fucking open mic right now. Yeah. Three years in? Yeah. You don't. This fucking mic. I come on this. I take time out of my fucking day to come on this goddamn podcast. And y'all get me a flip fucking switch mic, dude. This is ridiculous. And off a three year fucking comic. Eli, how are you? are eight, right? Uh, my first mic was eight years ago, but I've been really doing it for like five or six. <sighs> I'm fucking done with this shit. Dude, you're three years into comedy. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the way it's going to change. And you, by the way, I've seen like some of your set though. You're not bad like at all. So it's like, I, like I've seen like, I'm like, I think I say like a minute of you. Were you mm-hmm. at Sunset Room or where mm-hmm. is it? Sunset I'm on the room? show with you tonight. Yeah. So yeah, it's an, mm-hmm. oh, I'm on a show tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot that. Whoa. Thank you for telling Seven me. Seven and 10. Oh, I'm doing that. Bro. Sunset. I was, holy shit. I was planning to literally go home and get drunk and set the house. I <laughs> forgot about both those <laughs> shows. That. I just saved the, I just I'm going to watch your set tonight. Okay. Cause dude, you got to understand. Bro, I'm telling oh, good. you. Now I'm just going to bomb terribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Rocky told me I, oh, I suck at comedy and I'm only three years in. It's going to suck for two more years at least. And then I'm going to get there and be like, ah. How much time do you think you have? Uh, if I'm like really, like, if so if I do a 20-minute set to a rough crowd, I'm not going to fill out the time. If I have a good crowd, I can do 20 minutes. But I've got, the problem right now is that I've got like eight jokes that I really like that are between three and five minutes. But I haven't put them all in together into a story, and like some of them still don't work every time. I have like a closer about my wife that's about five minutes, works just about every time, and like it's clean, it's cut, and like that one works. But like I have some other stuff. Like if if I can't do jokes about drugs or sex, my set's not going to go well. Do you know what I think the issue was? The reason I thought you had been doing it, I thought both of y'all have been doing it the same amount of time. I thought we were all because I'm 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 nine years. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's because of your confidence when I met you. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, a lot of people, especially three years in, are so uncomfortable. They never talk. They're very quiet around other comics, mm. and so they kind of come off as like where like they're kind of just like you can tell they haven't been doing it a very long time because they don't want to piss anybody off or anything. Mm-hmm. And like you have no problem just being you know obnoxious. <laughs> and so I think that I think that's what threw me off, dude. Three years is ins- I. Do you understand that three years in a comedy? Because how old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty. Three years in the comedy, I was 22. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was 22, like, three, I was, I was fucking, uh. Lucas McCrary's only been doing it three years, also. Lucas, yeah, L- Lucas makes sense. Yeah, his act's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, I love you, buddy. I think he's now, hilarious. Now, yeah. Luke, that, that, that is, it's, it's, but that's the issue, though. You learn, though. You also learn, here's a big difference in things. It's, it's hard to be, it's really hard to be funny for five minutes. It's really hard to be funny for 15. And then when you go 15 to 30 to 30 to an hour, it's such a drastic difference of comedy. You have to learn how to, you, you have to learn, you have to learn how to almost change your style when you go from 30 to an hour. You cannot do a 30 minute style in an hour. It, it fucks up your whole the pacing, show. The pacing, right? The pacing is so much different. And so that's what's crazy because I, I didn't I didn't know Lucas was three years old. That's very impressive. So like I've done a twenty eight minute set and a thirty minute set in bar settings. Yeah, where it's about thirty people. Yeah, and it's the most fun I've ever had because I was more relaxed and I knew I didn't have to just get to my jokes. Yeah, and I told stories and I put the jokes into stories. Yeah, and they are so much fun. But trying to replicate that when I'm in a setting where I don't feel that comfortable or it's not like. A little bar, like trying to do that same kind of style in a club, I feel so uncomfortable, and I'm so because I, I mean I am three years in. Yeah. I got 
you know, 500 or 600 performances probably under my belt total. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, uh, I still self-conscious that I'm not funny. Yeah. I'm worried that these jokes, everyone so far has been lying. Right. Jokes that I've, you know, like I, one time I did potluck at the comedy store and it's like my crowning moment. I have a pedophile joke where I sing a song about fucking little kids at the yeah. end and the piano guy played that song as I walked off stage and like, that was like an amazing moment for me. Right. And I still think like, no, nah, I'm not funny. Like th- this isn't yeah. good. You know, it's, and so it's, you know, it's that going from 15 to 30 is terrifying to me. That's, yeah. that's the big hill I'm trying to figure out right now. Yeah, like, I'm not funny. This how, audience is just retarded. Man. Yeah. No, it's just like, how can I be funny in places? I watched Josh Adam Myers. He was the first headliner I got to book for a show yeah. at a shitty little bar in Huntington Beach with 25 people there. Right. And he was only agreed to do it because he was about to film for Comedy Central. And he was like, let me come run my 30 minutes there. And so he came through and he started running that 30 minutes that I'd watched him crush with at other clubs. And it's bombing. And so he pauses. He changes completely. He starts working with them, doing some crowd work shit, goes back into the material, and it murders. Yeah. And I asked him afterwards, like, what, how the fuck did you do that? And he's like, it's all about connecting with the audience. I was just doing material and it wasn't connecting. And yeah. it's like, I see that value, but you know, there's, yeah. there's something there that comes with time, I guess. Yeah, I think the, the thing that comes with time the most is, uh, again, I hate to reference Nate, um, but Nate Bargatze does it the best where Nate never does crowd work. Nate just is his, it's his hip. It's exactly who he is every time, no matter what. Uh, someone goes up before him, does 50 pussy jokes, getting fucked in the ass, bleeding, anal, rape, all that. They're going right after and talk about his wife. Talk about slowly. And he's just, he's really like, well, that's like, that's an impressive thing is when you don't shift. That's why like the other night with Eleanor, I was like, I wanted to shift, but I was like, no, we're going to fucking sit in this mm-hmm. and we're just not, we're not going to shift out just based on what happened then. You know, that's a, it's something you just, it takes time and it's, it takes also a lot of, and also just, you're going to bomb a lot doing it. That's the big thing. That's what's so crazy about three years in, because I, I remember back when I was like three years in, I, that would be 2000, um, like 15 when I just started working at the skull. And like, mm-hmm. I just got like my first time where I'm working at Skull consistently featuring for people. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a big, it's a big step. And then that, that three to six range, it's your till. It's like, it's such drastic jumps, you know, from the mm-hmm. first time you go on stage to three years into six years and then nine. And then all of a sudden you're like writing bits as you talk to people. Like, I'm like now I'll talk to people randomly and I like, I'll think of like something as I'm talking to them. Like I'm telling them this is a bit. It's very weird. It's mm-hmm. very psycho. That, that's a lot of my writing is in conversation. I'll 100%. just say some shit I think is funny and then write it down. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. And I'm again. I apologize. We did this again. It's giggle boys, guys. Like, yeah. What am I doing? I'm well, fucking. No, I mean, I'm fucking up this whole podcast. I, I mean, I'm like, Grant Cardone, everybody, buy a jet. You know, like fuck. <laughs> it. I mean, that happens on here sometimes. We tried to steer away from it at first, but like. You know, it is pretty interesting. There's a lot of people that like are very interested in what stand-up comedy actually is. Yeah. A lot of people don't talk about it because it can get boring. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's that's what's funny to me though is it's not like that. You learn around other comics. Stand-up comedy is not boring to comics no. because we're so enamored. Like I, I just hit up Trevor. You know Trevor Wallace? Yeah, he's so awesome. I, so I hit up Trevor Wallace because he's gonna be in Lexington the day after me. Cool. And so I was like, I was like, hey man, I was like, would you mind if I hung around the next day? And just got you a coffee or something. Because I, I want to learn the Instagram side and the YouTube side of what he's done. Yeah. I'm very impressed by it. So I was like, let me hang out with you and learn this. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, so it's like that guy is like a YouTube and Instagram guy. So I would he's love awesome. to know what he knows. You know, I feel like enough people aren't like that. Like comics aren't learning enough from the people around them. Like, and I'll tell comics stuff all the time and they'll shake it off. I'm like, okay, cool. Then don't fucking do it. Then I look, I'll give you the answers. Like, I, I've had comics that I've called clubs for. And then like they don't they go oh I emailed him but he didn't email me back and I go 
did you email him again? He goes, no, I didn't want to bother him. I'm like, bitch, this is the bother game. That's what mm. you do in this industry is you bother everyone. I've never had a club owner ever tell me to stop emailing them. I've only had club owners be like, you should email me more. Mm-hmm. Uh, if club don't hit me back up, guess what? Well, not anymore, but because um, I'm with an agency now. <laughs> it's doing big, way more. It's not a big deal. The best um, agency. Yeah, WME. They own the UFC. I'm basically Conor McGregor. Um, but <laughs> you watch these people like, they fuck, I hit them up twice. They fucking quit. I'm like, bro, I, used, I had up one club. I had up the Columbus Funny Bone for a year and a half every three weeks before they finally hit me back. Damn, that's awesome. And then I got in and they worked me a fucking ton, you know? So it's like, you Tenacity. just got to learn. Yeah, you, it's just like be annoying, you know? Mm-hmm. Be fucking. With that, with that solid 15. You're going to do so tape. great, Eli. Oh, dude, solid 15. I, I had I had my 15. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on you that. You got to get it. I told you. That, I fucking told you this. Because yeah. you, you got to think. What you got to th- I told, told Eli this because Eli sent me a tape and I was telling him about stuff and I was just like, you have to understand what they see once. Is what they will see forever, right? So if they see that one bad tape where the audio's fucked up, or you you got the guy coming on with you, or whatever, like you, you that that tape needs to start when you start talking, and it needs to end when you're done, and then it needs to be good audio, good video, and it needs to have you doing the absolute best you can. Because if they see you bomb once, that's how they see you forever. Mm. But start on in Birmingham, Bruce Sayers, that little shithead. I've known him forever, and he still talks to me as if I'm an open micer. Like he just because he, he saw me as an open micer, so he doesn't see me as shit else. And he, he all the time. That's why I left Austin. Originally. Yeah, I was six months in here, and people saw me bombing when I first started. And I would drive to Houston and San Antonio, do shows and do well. Yeah, and I come back here and be like, "Can I do a show?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, in two years." Yeah, I'm like, come on, man, let me let me try. Yeah, like, fucking put me on a show. That's how Bruce, Bruce to this day. Bruce like Bruce has helped so many comics around me. Mm-hmm. Like and then, like because he's like they're like really good. I'm like. No, motherfucker, you just saw them when they were good, so they're good to you, and you just know me as the 19-year-old in the club, you know, sneaking a beer in the back. That's the fucking issue here. So you got to be careful. That's what I was telling you. If you got to have to have a, a solid 15-minute tape, and that's when you can start sitting out. And if you're going to feature, you like need to have like a 20-25 to show them you can do it. But then you also got to understand, they're not going to watch all that. They're going to skip around through it. So it needs to be a murderous tape that just has laughter all the fucking way through. Yeah, the problem is I don't really have uh, the option to get to do fifteen minutes. You have to find it. Like that's, that you have to go to clubs and just and, and and find a way to get on stuff. That's the thing. And, and also, but if you're not if you're not doing twenty twenty five a lot, then you're not going to get those spots, and you shouldn't because if you're not doing them enough, ask them to go on the road. The last thing you want to do is go on the road and bomb. That's the last thing you want to do. Mm. So you have to like if you're not doing twenty twenty five, you're not going to be good at doing twenty twenty five. So, like, you need to find a way to do so it in I, Austin first. So, like, yeah, to that end. So, if you're not doing 2025, you're going to suck at it and don't bomb on the road. So, I got to go find places in Austin to do 2025 consistently? Yeah, because like, is that you the have goal? to find, yes, that's that. that that's what I've been be, trying to do right now. Because what you'll learn as you go is you'll, so here's, here's the best way I learned. So, I, I, I found my closer. And then when I was living in places, I would do 15 to 20 minute spots and then I would go on the road in like 2025. And so, I had like, I had like, kind of like set up. But, like, that first time you go on the road and you're going, you're featuring, you know, and, and, you're gonna look at that. I remember the first time I really featured was with Leonard Dutes at the Orlando Improv, mm-hmm. and I remember the first time I looked at my clock. I did all my time, and I had about 15. I was 15 minutes in to a 25 minute set, and I had to fucking stretch, and I bombed most of those shows. And my 15 was hot. It was hot. The rest was not. Mm-hmm. It's a different level of timing. And then also when you're hot, you kind of go faster because you're hot. And you're kind of like fucking boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And so you just you learn over time. That it, 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 it all it takes is it takes so much repetition to do it, and because then once you get into featuring, if you can start getting a lot of work, you'll do it a lot more than you realize because you enjoy it. You're in a different town, you got a hotel, making a little bit of money there. 
you know, you're having a good time. And that's when you learn how to stretch from that 25, you know, range. But then you also learn too, the same thing with headlining. That's why people that headline, it's such a drastic jump because you start jumping into 45 at your, when you first start headlining, 45 to 50, and you have no idea how to do this. You have no clue. You have no clue what you're doing. You think you have it because you've done a couple bar shows where you did it, and then you realize it's such so different. And then they drop the checks on you, and when they drop the checks, no one listens, and then it's loud, and your last joke bombs, and you do that for months on end, and it fucking sucks. It's so hard to make the jumps in comedy. And when you do them, you just kind of have to know this is going to suck. It sounds so but, awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, you say it's going to suck, but, like, I don't know. Like, I know that's shitty part, but it's so worth it. Yeah. And the, the thing you have to hope, that you have to hope the most, when I, when I, the thing that was the best, when I featured at the Orlando Improv, uh, Christy was not there on the Thursday or early show Friday. She saw me on the first show Saturday. And so she saw me have a good set where I did like 23 you know, got off a little early, 23 minutes. And she saw me had a good set. And on the, on the fourth show of that weekend, had she seen the other two, she probably wouldn't have fucking booked me again. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm at 15 minutes crowd work. And I'm like, so uh, what do you do? You know, like, uh, shirt, your shirt's fucking too skinny. What are you wearing? A <laughs> medium? You know, so you have to, it just takes so much. It's such a different drastic jump. And you just have to be lucky a lot of times. And you have to, the only way, you, the, getting in in Austin is the best way. It's finding these places where you can do more time. And getting in with, you know, like whoever it is, Red Band that runs a show, Sunset Room that runs a show, you have to find a way to get into those. And then, but also if you get on, you have to do well. And if you don't do well, they're not probably going to book you again, you know, unless there's close friends with you. So that's the thing. It's like, it all depends on, you have to be ready for the moment, take the moment, and then you push it on from there, you know? I like that. I hear uh, going up to Dallas is the move for some clubs. Dallas is great. Dallas has hyenas. They have a bunch of good spots. Dallas is great. San Antonio's San Antonio's fun. Yeah, uh, Houston's awesome. Houston's great as well. There's ton, there's tons of good places around here. Nowhere else in the country are you so close to these like pretty cool scenes. Mm-hmm. It's very very cool the way you're very close to stuff. Yeah, we're very well positioned right now. We got That's why like I have like Tony Casillas is my feature. Tony's yeah. the most fucking just boom pops around. Tony's also a fucking amazing comic though. Yeah. So that's what that and he got that way from the same way I got that way. Where Tony was the host that uh, took over the Tony Hinchcliffe spot. That was when he was here and he got to host for Tony Hinchcliffe, Joe Rogan, and Ron White. I know. That night. I know. I like, it, it, fucking I know. Awesome. It, it made me so mad. I know. Oh, but I mean, it was. It was no, fuck him because no. now Joe Rogan follows him. And I hate him, and Ron White knows him, and I love Ron White more than anyone on this goddamn earth. All I want is to smoke a cigar with Ron White, and yet I can't. And Tony Casillas, his fat fucking ass, got to fucking host for him <laughs> and be friends with him and sit in the green room. So I hope Tony Power fucking to dies. The fat. I swear. <laughs> Damn, that shit is hitting, ain't it, dude? Yeah, That's really bro. what it is. The, the, this is the it's, Duluth Huskies. Right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's, the fa- there's fat privilege in comedy. There is, dude. Yeah, I, I don't have to work as hard as you guys right off the bat. They like, don't want us to thing. win. No, they don't. They All want you fucking. Me to. You, Dylan Sullivan, Tony Casillas, all right? You fucking yeah. fat fucks. Fat gay fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan's yeah. funny, too. Dylan. Dude, if the three this, of us could put our bellies night. together and not a dick would be seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know there was one no, night at Sunset the, the where one all of them... Mouth would. Yeah. <laughs> Who? No, I said the one, the dick in Dylan's mouth would. <laughs> He's there was one night at Sunset where, like, all of them... Went back to back. Yeah, it was really? like Mike, Dylan, Tony, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, yeah. It was all of the big comics, and like it was just fat white guy after fat, fat white. Sorry, guy. not even that. Fat, likable, like because they're they're all three likable. 
Like especially, especially because Dylan's very like. Not Dylan's just as likable. Y'all, all three, y'all laugh. You're smiling and you're fun. Mm-hmm. All three, like Tony. Talk, like that's why I loved in the podcast with Tony is because when we do it, he's like a fucking golden retriever. Like he just, <laughs> he just, like I could say something. He just is so excited. He's just like, <gasps> you know, he just fucking loves everything. And he's always excited for everything. So like, and then they're so likable. Like when Dylan's on stage, you just want to love Dylan. Yeah. Like that's why when I meet you, the same way. Like Dylan just, is so likable. He called for a woman in the crowd to be murdered. And everyone laughed and clapped. I was everyone like, yeah, was like, kill, kill her. her. <laughs> same thing with Tony. Same thing with you. Like you, you, you have a contagious laugh and a contagious smile. Whereas, you know, when I come on, you're just like, you're like, oh, this fucking guy, you know. And I'm instantly mocking vegans and vegans fucking hate me. And it's like, I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm dumb. Don't forget I'm dumb. You know. Yeah, but yeah, like, the, the look only at the person edge that builds for you guys when you do pop. What is that? The, the edge that that builds for you guys when you do pop, though, because you have oh, to work yeah. harder. Well, because then everyone, lo- then we get in men's health, you know, and then we yeah. get that front page story on there, you know. Yeah, the only, like, t- the only time someone has called so me likable yeah. is Dylan Sullivan, and it's because he wants to fuck me. Yeah, yeah. Dylan was trying to have sex with Eli, so he's like, "You're very likable." <laughs> and then he was like, "I don't like when people are nice to me." He was like, "Well, you're a piece of shit in a bad comic." And I was like, "We'll try." <laughs> he's a smart dude. <laughs> that good, that That's fucking great. That's yeah. That's a, it. Always cracks me up with that shit. Though, like, I wish it's some people are just so fucking likable. Like you, y'all three of you guys, y'all are just so. Are y'all? Are we all on the show tonight? Is it all of us? I, uh, yeah. I, I remember that I'm on the show tonight. Yeah. 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 What time? Do you, do you know my set time? By I don't. I don't even know mine. <laughs> I got a fucking. It's been a tough week, dude. Goddamn. Well, you're only doing seven and a half minutes. So. Oh. Why am I? I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for seven. Everyone, everyone Shit, on the might lineup. as well go home and get drunk. I swear, dude. I'm doing everyone on, on the seven lineup minutes. is doing seven and a half minutes. What the fuck? Is it two shows or one show? Two. It's a seven and a ten. Am I on both? Yes. I didn't even fucking know that. This you is amazing. You were on the original flyer, and then when I got a new flyer, you were on it. I thought he had a mic. I thought that was a mic. He was. I, I didn't. That's hilarious. I was. I was like, what is this fucking? Is it the God mic that's gonna go on here? <laughs> That was incredible. That's thank you for letting me know. Yeah, ten, you get ten percent of the money. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, shit. Uh, where, where can we send people to follow you? Um, on uh, on Instagram, Rocky Dill Davis. Um, R I C R O C K Y. Oh no. That's just, <laughs> oh no. Wow. That long branch hit your boy. Um, Rocky R O C K Y Dale D A L E Davis uh, on Instagram, and then uh, Welcome to Brooklyn is my Hell podcast yeah. with Tony Casillas. It's very good, and um, we're gonna keep Tony on as long as we can for the diabetes gets him. But um, so episode three and episode eight are the two best episodes we do of that. So if someone listens, go to three, go to eight. It's the two best ones we have so far. Don't go to the last one. I was really depressed. But uh, episode, (laughs) you ever do you ever do a podcast depressed when you're fucking really upset? Every time. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) he's like right now. Yeah. Our first uh, headliner one. We had Jeremiah Watkins, and we did it at Vulcan, and we started off, and Eli was just like so sad. And Jeremiah was like, "Hey man, are you okay?" Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. That's the last one. I was dealing with a bunch of stuff, and I like my face is all grown out. And then like uh, it was, just, it was not good. But episode three, episode eight are really good. And yeah, so and thank you guys for having me on. I apologize yeah. for making this too serious. No, this today. was a great one. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, fuck you. We're not gonna have you back. Yeah, ah, dude. Fuck man. I love you, thank <laughs> you for coming on. Bye guys. Subscribe and shit. Uh, adios muchachos. <laughs>